Right now, the last thing you need to worry about is your sexual and reproductive health care. That's why Planned Parenthood is here with you wherever you are. By phone or video, their medical professionals can provide birth control information and care, STI testing and treatment, emergency contraception, and more. Planned Parenthood knows your care can't wait, not now, not ever. Book a telehealth appointment with a Planned Parenthood doctor or nurse today. Learn more at PlannedParenthood.org slash telehealth. That's PlannedParenthood.org slash telehealth. I want a love I can see. That's the only All kind right. that means a thing to me. Don't want to love you have to tell me about that kind of mm-hmm. loving I can sure do without. I can sure Mm-mm. do without. Yeah, yeah. I want a love I can feel. Ooh. <laughs> Just a little temptations to start the evening. I off. love Paul. Me too. Didn't he sing? Oh, he did. I was so sad when Paul left us. Indeed. Praise the Lord, niggas. Praise the Lord, niggas. Welcome back to uh, Jade and Kia reporting to you live from the ghettos of adulthood, where we talk about uh, adulting, the good, the bad, the ugly, the test, the trials, the twist, the turn, temptations, and the taxes um, of being a real live adult in the year of our Lord 2020. No Barbara Walters. What's going on, sis? Oh, you know, I'm over here working. What is going on with you? <laughs> you know, I am also working. Uh, the Lord is just doing new things. And I'm just trying to keep up with whatever it is that he's doing in my little life. We have a whole kitchen um, table talk dedicated to Kia's new level of adulting. Man, I mean, I didn't want to share because it was just, I thought to do so before I had keys would be premature, but we're grateful. And I have absolutely, I mean, I have officially closed on my very first little condo. It ain't little y'all. It ain't little. uh, It's cute. And we, and we are, we are transitioning. We are moving. I am sitting amidst boxes and bins right now at this very moment. We have a beautiful, Um, large island. Okay. With a with a gorgeous counter. We have we have a farmhouse sink. Undermount. We're very mm. excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can clean all Nigga, of the Nigga, we can wash dishes. all of the dishes. <laughs> so, good. so good. But yeah, we'll get um, to that. Yes. We have all, so many questions and, and things that you all have submitted and Kia is gonna talk about her journey. And we have a very special guest, which is her realtor. Rakia, absolutely with us at the kitchen table. Uh, everybody black, all black woman, all everything. Black woman, you know, everything. I said my whole squad black woman. So we have one of the top selling real estate agents in the state of Maryland, the DMV. Uh, Rakia Tyler is going to join us at the kitchen table to yes. talk about um, my journey specifically, and then just kind of like what we need to know, right? What first time home buyers need to know. She is the millennial agent. Those are her. That's how she's branded herself. She works. She is a millennial who works with millennials in acquiring their first homes. Um, so we are super excited about that kitchen table talk. We're going, we're going to get into this trash right quick. Oh, before I'm rude. Cause we didn't even ask you how you're oh, doing. Oh, you did. How no, you I doing? said, I'm fine. I bypassed mine because I was so excited about our new home. 
So, but you know, I'm, I have a home for the whole squad. I have a room, y'all. I have a bathroom. <laughs> I have an entire kitchen. Um, <laughs> entire. Can't wait to get in there and bust it <laughs> down. And uh, you know, we've just been over here working, producing these videos, trying to remain consistent, and um, hopefully, good things will will come from. I will like to put this out there. I'm gonna start here. So, if you know of any black owned. Uh, spirit wine beer companies please feel free to send them my way i am working on something special um because juneteenth deserves more than a day and so yeah send me send me uh if you would know of any black owned spirit wine or beer i'm putting that out there but yes outside of that i'm fine i'm working i'm super excited for you i've gotten a tour of kia's house about three times virtually and I love every inch of it. And I can't wait to go and, you know, decorate and do our thing. We are putting together a housewarming for oh Takia, Dr. Takia Robinson, in lieu of her purchasing her first home. And I'm going to put it out. I'm going to put the housewarming information out there when it is complete. Because if you would like to donate to Dr. Kia's... Um, Oh my gosh, guys. Dr. Kia's housewarming. Even if it's $5, that $5 can go towards the couch. So that's all I'm saying. Of which I have. She's going from a right studio now, but... apartment into a home. <laughs> and so, you yeah. know, people, people, people love to see it and they love to be a part. So we're going to put that information out there. Keisha and I are working on that now. But let's get into this good trash and we'll it. talk more about Kia's home in the kitchen table. <laughs> So I realized that I actually started the show off with the wrong song. Oh. I should have started off with the, it must be your ass because it ain't your face. Oh. I need a tip drill. I need a tip drill. Nelly. So this weekend, there was a versus battle. Versus. I, re I refuse to call it versus. versus. It was another versus battle. Uh, this one was Nelly and Ludacris. It was. Did you attend? I mean, I I might have popped in and out maybe once yeah, or twice, same. but I was not same. committed to this. As 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 I as, wasn't as, like as everybody else. Much as I've I love been in, Luda, in the past. I do. I'm a Luda fan. I don't same. know as much about Cornelius, but I don't. You know, I don't hate. You know what I'm saying? I don't disrespect it, but I just wasn't as excited about this one, and I just kind of let it no. come and go. But I do feel like people. Supported from what I understand, it got up to what four hundred thousand around. Okay, that's not I heard bad that, at all. I heard they did decent numbers, so I mean, you know, the people were checked in. I also heard that Nelly was the Teddy Riley of the group. His sound was less. They're, you they're know, calling him Nelly Riley. Jeez, 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 <laughs> God bless his heart. I tuned in a couple times just to try to see if Luda was going to play. I be that nigga named Luda, I, aka LVA. LVA. I only want to hear Moneymaker. I love early Ludacris. Same. I do. It reminds me so much of college and my early uh, adulting years. But I did not attend the full battle. Um, I tuned in enough to see N Nelly Riley, and I was good on that. So <laughs> I, I did laugh a couple of days prior when Ali, you remember Ali from Ali uh, and Murphy? Yes, Ali was there. Yeah. Ali. And he came on talking about how Ludacris copied everything that the saint lunatics did after they did it oh that's wow and i just wasn't seeing it <laughs> i, I don't just see it either, but. 
I was like, I don't think that's how that works. God bless but him. Go off, old man. Go off. Um, and he looks. He's he's looking. He's looking aged. I mean, he was looking aged when we were in college. He was looking aged because we used to be like, how old is that young man? Forty five. Tracy Ellis <laughs> Ross dropped <laughs> a new hit. A hit. A big. <laughs> what you mean? A what? <laughs> I don't understand what you're talking. What are you saying? She dropped a new song. A song? Dropped it how? What you mean she dropped a song? <laughs> she released. I'm sorry. I thought you were, I thought you were playing along. I didn't know. I don't know what you're she, talking about. She sings? She dro- she, yes. Can yes, she sing? She Do does. she sound like Diana? Here, I'll let you hear it. Oh, I'll let God. you hear it. I'm nervous. I'll just let you hear a quick snippet real quick. You know, we don't do this very often. Exclusive, exclusive, exclusive like as I look for it. This is getting ready to be and, a lot uh, for me. I thought, yeah. So Antoinette sent it to me. And uh, she was like, go ahead. Am Tracy I going to be It's called, it's called Love Myself. We don't want to get sued. That sounds exactly like Tracy Ellis Ross is singing that. (laughs) It sounds like maybe a Kelly Clarkson. I don't know. I I I mean, Tracy, I love Tracy. You know, Tracy, I do too. I just feel like, girl, just be the beautiful host actress i mean you've got the the hair products you're a fashion yeah, icon you know they're great there are just certain things that you do so much though like you like had beyonce you and had acting add, you know you have to act, exactly <laughs> and i like her and she's hilarious like when on her instagrams yeah. i really like remember she does Mikel. 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 i'm sitting <laughs> I'm drinking my soup. <laughs> I'm take. Oh, Mikael is taking a nap. Oh my god! I'm tired. So I just, <laughs> I just wish that I don't know. I don't know. I maybe I need to go. What I will do is I will go and listen to that on my own time, and then we, then I will maybe next yeah. week I can come back with uh, thoughts. Yep, I gave my thoughts. Um, lastly, so. Apparently, this has been said before, but it's resurfaced, and I don't know if it's because Lil Boosie made an IG live currently or what have you, but some very vile things and illegal things were said um, in which he uh, is teaching his sons on how to become men. Oh, you're talking about that. Do we have to do mm-hmm. this? We, we don't, Ugh. actually. We don't. This is you know actually what? the ghetto. Ty, just <laughs> cut <No>. it off. <laughs> I mean, ooh. I mean, because I what just, can we say? I don't even want to. I'm just disturbed at the amount of like where, how people have how people have to flip it in order for a lot of men to get it, and why it's not okay. I don't and know. I just, don't know. I haven't seen people talking about it. It seems like everybody that I follow is just disgusted, which I'm grateful yeah, for. for. The most part, yes. But I don't know. I, I mean, I'm sure that there are people who are like supporting him in, in this, um, but I don't want no parts of that. Like, I don't even want to know no. how they are trying to rationalize and make sense of what is a very vi- criminal act. I mean, criminal, criminal, illegal act. But 
I just hope that somebody call the police on this man and get him off the internet. Get him off the internet and get him up out of here because clearly he he just he don't have it together. But that's it. That's the trash this week. Whew, that is actually enough. All right, let's <laughs> move on to the graduation announcements. This is the uh, no second to last. I, next week second. is Memorial Day. Oh, next Monday is is Memorial Day. So. Okay, either way, we'll figure it out. Yes. Okay. Uh, submit your graduation announcements. We're going to read them, and we're going to read them right now. So let's boogie. Right, it's time to get into these graduation announcements. Let us begin. Dear Chef Jaden, Dr. Kia, praise the Lord, niggas. God has brought us a mighty long way in 2020, but in the midst of this storm named Rona, he has delivered my daughter, Persia, to see her college graduation day. On May 8th, 2020, my daughter, Persia Shipley, attained her Bachelor's of Science in kinesiology kinesiology yes thank you so much <laughs> and is a member of the muzai chapter of delta sigma theta sorority incorporated and served as historian and international awareness and involvement chair throughout persia's time at augusta university she made it a point to strive for more with this she served in impactful leadership positions such as resident assistant president of the national pan hellenic council and serving on the Student Health Advisory Council, and last one, Miss Congeniality in the Miss Augusta University Pageant 2020. Okay. Aunt Persia is out here busy. With all of these activities and accomplishments, my daughter managed to maintain a grade point average above a 3.0 all four years during undergrad. My daughter aspiring to work in higher education, focusing on student diversity and leadership. I'm so proud of her. As you can see what God say, it's okay to go back outside. We will definitely have a Jamaican Trini dance hall style fit. (laughs) Thank you, beautiful ladies, for reading my long letter. I just wanted to share my joy with you both, a faithful listener. And that is from... Roxanne. Roxanne. So congratulations. You don't have to turn on the red light. Very nice. Congratulations, Persia and mom, because you know, they don't do this alone now. I know that's right. Um, the next email comes from uh Rhonda Jones. Not my Rhonda, but this another Rhonda. Rhonda says, Hi Dr. Kia and Chef Jade. I'm writing to shout out the 13 kindergarten graduates of the Ben Hill United Methodist Church Christian Academy in Atlanta, Georgia. (laughs) My daughter Addison and her classmates were supposed to celebrate their graduation on May 16th. The majority of the class has been together since they were three years old. Uh, So graduation is bittersweet. They all will be starting new schools in the fall. From Zoom show and tell, learning to write their names in cursive. Come on, cursive. And the basics of multiplication the last seven weeks have been a distance learning adventure. I want to thank their teachers, Mrs. Marion Jones and Mrs. Shirley Jones, for teaching, pouring into, and loving our children. Because of their hard work and dedication, the children are well prepared for first grade. Congratulations to Addison Autumn, MZ Evan, Gavin, Kaylee, Kevin, Liberty, Melody, Noah, Simon, Tyler, and William. Thank you for celebrating our scholars. Uh, and they've included, and Rhonda's included some class pictures of all of these beautiful brown babies in their beautiful brown babies i mean i am just my ovaries are in a fit but this is adorable congratulations 
to uh, this kinder- this graduating kindergarten class, class of 2020, all of those names, MZ Evan, Gavin Kelly, Liberty Melody, Addison Autumn, come on, Noah, Simon, Tyler, and William. We love you guys. Yes. Continuing to we continue do. to uh, strive and be amazing scholars and learners in your first grade classes next year. Oh, we love you, baby. So precious. Hopefully, you all will never hear this. <laughs> hey there, oh, Takia and Jade. Stop. I'll get straight to the point because that's my business. That's it. My name is Shalia, and I'm writing on behalf of myself and my roommate Kenza to highlight our girl Rebecca DeAndra Gordon. On May 15th, not only is it her birthday, but she will be graduating cum laude with her law degree from this prestigious Northwestern University in Chicago, Illinois. She is an incredible woman, entrepreneur, sister, and friend who has worked tirelessly these last five years to achieve this goal. After graduating, she will be returning back to her hometown in New York City to start her career at one of the top law firms in the nation. Okay, come on, somebody. She has invested so much of herself into other people, and we wanted to take the time to let her know that she is loved and celebrated. Continue to live out loud, sis. We love you, and you're necessary. To the future you go. Love, Chelsea and Kenza. That was so sweet. Oh, my gosh. So precious. Congratulations. Congratulations. Uh, Rebecca DeAndra Gordon. Go ahead. Tamora writes, praise the Lord, niggas. Hey, Jade and Kia. My name is Tommy. Hey, Tommy. And I want to shout out not only myself for graduating and getting my BA after six long and very hard years, but I also would like to shout out my brother, Pookie. (laughs) Y'all know every family got a Pookie for graduating (laughs) from technical school. I love my big bro so much because through the years, he's been one of the most supportive people in my life. So naturally, between that and being proud, I had to shout him out, too. Love y'all and y'all podcast so much, and I'll probably... Uh, be sending this at late as I turn in some of my assignments, but we don't need to talk about that negativity. That's right, girl. Thank you <laughs> all. Right. And congrats to all 2020 graduates. Thank you, Tommy. Congrats to you and congrats, your brother, Pookie. Tommy. Come on. Yes. Come, come on, on, Pookie. Pookie. <laughs> Praise the Lord, niggas. I have been listening to Getting Grown since literally day one, and it. I'm so excited to finally send this. This is a shout out to me. Yes. I will keep this as short as possible because it has been a long journey. In December of 2019, I, Leah Danae Cavanaugh, walked across the stage and finally received my Bachelor's of Arts with honors in sociology with a minor in women and gender studies from the University of Kentucky. This happened after five long years going to five different colleges, losing my grandmother, who who was my biggest cheerleader, having my wonderful daughter and being a single mother. I dedicate my degree to my granddaddy, who was selfless and blessed enough to be able to invest in every one of his grandkids' education. Without any scholarships, I, along with my sister and four cousins, have all made it and through co- made it through college without one single penny of student debt. Go ahead. Ooh, yes. He has dementia now, and unfortunately, he was not able to see me graduate, but I know he and my granny are super proud, and their hard work did not go to waste. Thank you both for this podcast. I cry listening to all the black graduates every year. I hope you both continue to stay well in these ghetto times. And that's from Leah Cavanaugh. She included a beautiful picture of her beautiful smile. I love it. Congratulations. I sis. love it too. I love it. And that that cap and gown, that regalia was pressed. I'm very pleased. It was pressed, baby. It was steamed. Um <laughs> Hey again, ladies. It's Brianna. Well, Brianna White. Okay, girl. Uh, Brianna. I hope it's not. I think it's Brianna. Uh, I cried when Jade read my graduation announcement two years ago for my associate's degree. Kia. I heard what you said when you said I better not stop there and to keep going 
And I'm proud to announce that I have completed my Bachelor of Science in Business Administration, concentrating in marketing from the University of Nebraska at Omaha. Oh, yes, there's a lot yes. of black girls in Nebraska that love y'all. Well, hey, hey, Nebraska. Okay, well, hello, Nebraska. <laughs> this has not been an easy feat while working full-time and being co-owner of a business and running the networking committee for the Young Professionals Group at my job. Nevertheless, I persisted with wine, lots of prayers, tears, and no sleep. It is finally written. I walked smooth across the living room celebrating my wins during my virtual graduation party. I may not be sure where God will lead me next, but I know he didn't bring me this far just to only get this far. Greater things are in store for us all. Hats well, caps off to the graduating class of 2020. Joya, Chef Jade, and Dr. Kia, special thanks to you for being such great people to help us celebrate graduation even when we won't have the same experience as others this year. Shout out to you, Brianna. Brianna. Shout out to you, Brianna. We love this. Brianna. Thanks for sending your (laughs) pictures and photos and videos of everything. We're very proud of you. Thank you for keeping us updated. I love to hear that you persisted after your associates to attain your bachelor's. That is music to my ears. Um, Yes. We love to hear that. And we're excited about what's coming for you. So continue to keep us updated. We're proud of you. And shout out to all the homegirls in Nebraska. Absolutely. Come on. Hey, Jade and Kia, thank you for <laughs> <and Omaha>, Nebraska. <laughs> thank you for consistently holding space for us to celebrate us. I want to shout out my little brother, Ronald Monsanto, for graduating high school back home in New York. I'm so proud of him and how smart he is. He knows exactly what he wants to do with his life, and I'm just ready to support him through whatever he wants to accomplish. I love you so, Ro. Secondly, I want to shout out my undergrad babies of Zeta Phi Phi Beta Sorority, Inc., Gamma. 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 She's a so why she say gamma okay chapter at my alma mater the morgan state university national treasure and new gamma no 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 chapter i thought i think it's gamma because i mean we're talking greek letters it's gamma i thought it was gamma you have confused me Kay. chapter at coffin state university i'm so proud of you all especially having to strive through all of the challenges of this academic year has thrown at you adversity will only grow you and prepare you for the world i know i speak for the entire advisory team in saying that we will always be there for you near or far congratulations sorors thank again uh thanks again jade and kia for sharing with love k sorry we butchered that k sorry k but, but you got to, to let it. Is it ga- all, dude, did you? Is it gamma? Because I always thought it was gamma. I always. But thought congratulations. It was gamma that W is to really row. throwing me out. Uh, throwing me. It is. I'm just. It, I am just confused. Okay. Uh, Jacinth writes, "Hello, Dr. Kia and Miss Chef Jade, the big sisters in my head." I have been listening to you guys for almost two years, and I enjoy laughing along with you and being serenaded by Jade on a weekly basis. While listening to you guys, I graduated with my bachelor's in health service administration, but missed the deadline to submit for a shout out. The time this time around, I made it a point to be on time. I am now graduating with a master's in health service administration, all while working full time at a hospital and part time at a restaurant. Somehow I found the time to buy my first condo and move my boyfriend in with me. Go ahead. Not only was okay, that yes. hard to do for any person, uh, I'm also a lupus patient who ha- has struggles with a mental health disorder. My dad always finds the time to remind me that my mother was too a lupus patient and that she worked herself into an early grave when I was just three. But the way that I see it is that I'm a lucky lupus patient that is able to accomplish achievements that my fellow loopies can't. 
Some are bedridden and can only handle a quarter of what I could. I share my achievements with them. Don't get me wrong. There have been days when my body and my mental health flipped the bird at me and I have to take it down a notch or two. I strive for them. My mother representing my father and of course myself. Thank you for giving us a platform to share our success with others. Kindly, Jacinth. Shout out to you, Jacinth, for persisting not through just one degree program, but two. And while dealing with some very difficult life circumstances, um, your own health and the life and the losing losing your mom. But I think it's dope that you continue to push yourself. um, And I think that, you know, you will be rewarded for continuing to um, strive to live the life that you want to live despite your your condition. So kudos to you. We're proud of you for for all the great work that you're doing. Yes, so much so. Jade and Kia, greetings and humble salutations. Hey. My name is Kevin, and I had the pleasure of meeting you both when you hosted the Friend Zone live show in San Francisco. Hey, Kevin. I would like to congratulate each... What up, Kevin? I'd like to congratulate each of the following graduates who are near and dear to me. When Kia would post about team typing fast and other encouraging words about pursuing a grad degree, I would often tag them to uplift them throughout their journeys. Cheers to each of you. All right, so we got Kyra... Kyra Riggins, Doctor of Jurisprudence from Howard University School of Law. Dr. Desiree C. Jones, Doctor of Public Health, Florida A&M University. Dr. Jana Schamberg, Doctor of Public Health, Florida A&M University. And Dr. Marissa Roberts, Doctor of Public Health, Florida A&M University. Congratulations, all these beautiful black women. Congratulations and thank you so much, Kevin, for writing in. Absolutely. Thank you, Kevin. Um, hi, aunties, Chef Jade and Dr. Kia. I'll keep it short. I want to congratulate my damn self, Ashley Nicole Gordon, for graduating from a dual bachelor's program, magna cum laude, with a bachelor's of science in physics from Spelman College and a bachelor of science in electrical engineering from North Carolina A&T. I will be moving to Texas in a week to start my full-time career as an engineer in the defense industry. We out here. Love y'all and thank y'all, Ashley Gordon. Proud of you, yes, sis. and all this yellow. Come on here, you look amazing. You do. Congratulations. Proud of you. Praise the Lord, niggas. Niggas, praise the Lord. My name is Kells, and I want to shout out my little cousin's faith, who is graduating from from Midlothian High School in Harmony, graduating from Cedar Hill High School. Even though it was a chaotic year when you all were born and graduating within a chaotic year, Ronisha, my God, watching you girls grow up into beautiful young women who you are makes my heart happy. I'm a proud big cousin. Also, I'm a proud big sister because my little sister Cassie is getting her AA in early childhood education from Ashford University. Through divorce and being a single mother of my nephew slash son, MJ, she stayed focused in getting that degree. Praise him. Thank you, sisters in my head, for this opportunity to shout out the ones that I love. Blessings. So congratulations to uh, Faith and to um, oh my gosh. Cassie. <laughs> congratulations, everybody. Yes, indeed. Denise writes, this is my son, Kenneth K.J. Dampier Jr. He has graduated from Case Western uh, in Cleveland, Ohio, and has earned his dual master's in social work and psychology. I'm sending this shout out to my son. He went to school full time, worked full time for about two and a half years before he went part time at work, all while maintaining a 3.5 to a 4.0 GPA. I'm shouting out my son because growing up he had a speech impediment and they wanted to label him 
uh, with a learning disability and I was not having it. He just had to work harder than others and it all paid off. He would have walked uh, if COVID-19 had never uh, been a thing. I'm very proud of the young man he has become. Congratulations from Denise Dampier. Congratulations, Kenneth. KJ. That's what's up. KJ. And thank you for writing in, Denise. And thank you for including this very large image. (laughs) Hi, Chef Jade and Dr. Kia. I want to start by saying thank you for your podcast. I've been a faithful listener for about a year now, and I wish I had found it sooner. I I have never been big on sharing my accomplishments, but I was encouraged to write into my favorite podcast to see what happens. So here it goes. My name is Kiana, and I would like to shout out myself for graduating from the illustrious North Carolina A&T State University with a Bachelor's of Science in Management Information Systems. Despite the circumstances, I achieved my goal of finishing the semester with a 4.0 GPA, allowing me to graduate magna cum laude. Post-graduation, I will be working at a large tech company where I was one of three chosen out of hundreds of applicants. Okay. This is a big deal for me as an African-American female because the program was originally designed to have nine new hires. After cutting down to three hires, I was still selected and was offered my desired salary. Praise God, despite Rona and all her shenanigans, Kiara Sheard's new song, It Keeps Happening, has been my mood. Thank you for letting me share. And that's from Kiana. Congratulations, Kiana. Out here securing the bag and everything else. That's what's up. We love to You better praise yourself. We love it. Uh, Josh writes, praise God from whom all blessings flow. To my big sisters in my head, Chef Jade and Dr. Kia, we honor God for you and all that you do. This platform is so necessary because adulting is the ghetto and it's highly not recommended. I began listening to the podcast right after the graduation announcements concluded last year and settled in on the fact that I had just missed my moment. How be ever, not howsoever. Go ahead. I I reconciled in myself that I may be late to the party, but I will still pull up. So here I am. In May of 2019, I graduated from Georgia State University with my second master's degree in public policy with a concentration in community and economic development. This degree was no small feat as I work full time while balancing being a husband, a father, a son, a brother, maintaining a modicum of a, of a social life and leading a ministry at my church. Holy Mac, Holy Mac and Andy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, little Richard. Holy Mac and Andy. You have to say it like him if you say it. Okay. Nevertheless, your boy persisted and graduated with honors. I also had the pleasure of having my 93-year-old granny attend my graduation, who ensured, uh, as a former presser at a dry cleaner, that my robe was wrinkle-free. Okay. Thank you all for celebrating academia on all levels. Also, Dr. Kia Team Typing Fast has encouraged me to keep making these pages clap and curate a community called Brown Street. It's the space for young black professionals to gain tools and confidence to navigate corporate and creative spaces that don't particularly create space for our success. Every city deserves a Brown Street. Uh, To make a long announcement less long, I have a shout out uh, to shout out my wife. She held me down while I pursued this degree and I could not have done any of this without her. You're damn right. She's everything. You're damn right she did. (laughs) Lastly, congrats to my youngest son, Jaden, who successfully navigated pre-K last year as well. We both late to the party, but we're here. Love y'all, Josh. Thanks for writing, Josh. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Josh. And shout out to you and your wife, Asha, and your, uh, is it Asha or Asha? And your son, Jaden. But yes, congrats to you. 
um, on uh, finishing up your degrees and all that goes with it. And thank you for sending it in. Absolutely. Good morning, Chef Jade and Dr. Kia. Thank you for being the big sisters I never had. I genuinely love this podcast, and I'm so glad I came across it last year. I would like to recognize my graduation. My name is Lamia Tysinger, and as of May 9th, 2020, I have graduated magna cum laude with my Bachelor's of Science in Industrial and Systems Engineering from North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University. Over the past four years, I've made both dean's list and chancellor's list, held various officer positions in multiple organizations on campus, received recognition as a Thurgood Marshall College Fund Scholar, a 2017 and 2018 Thurgood Marshall Leadership Institute Fellow, and a 2018 Northrop Grumman NSBE Integrated Pipeline Scholar, a National Action Council for Minorities and Engineering Scholar. Upon graduation, I will be working full-time as a quality engineer. Go ahead. Aww, go ahead, Lavia. And she included some beautiful pictures of herself as a beautiful black girl. Go off. I love to see it. We love it. I love to see it. Uh, praise the Lord, niggas. First and foremost, I want to give honor to God, who is the head of my life. Without you, I am none thing. Come on, nothing. My name is uh, o- Omofase Odia, or Mo. Um, and I want to shout out myself for completing my Master's of Forensic Science and Biology from Stevenson University. Woo, child. It wasn't easy completing mm. uh, completing these last two years as a single mother of twin boys, all while being a full-time mm. laboratory scientist. Oh, but God, I won't lie. I was completely devastated when my commencement was canceled due to the Rona. But to say uh, the least, I'm happy and grateful to be done. While completing my thesis this past year, um, through all the sleepless nights and tears, I stood on my favorite scripture, Luke 1 and 45. Blessed is she who believes the Lord will fulfill his promises to her. And he continues to do just that. Next, I will like to shout out my twin boys, Kyrie and Cree, for graduating from kindergarten. Mommy is extremely oh, proud of you. And just know because of you, I am. God knew I needed you more than anything. I look forward to watching yeah. you guys grow into the men of God uh, he created you to be. Be blessed, uh, Mo. Thank you, Mo. Thank you, Mo. Congratulations and congratulations, Kyrie Cree. Absolutely. Hey, ladies, I so enjoy your podcast, especially during these COVID times. I have two graduation announcements today. One is mine. Ten years after earning my bachelor's degree, I have finally completed my master's and have earned my MBA in healthcare administration. I've been reminded so often that everyone's path isn't the same. And just because mine isn't as linear as most through God's grace, I'm still getting the dang thing done. Now on to the next and get this good doctorate of healthcare administration. I'm headed for somebody C-suite. Okay. The next announcement is for my not so baby cousin, Keisha. I'm so beyond proud of this woman, mother, professional, and now graduate. She's earned her MSW all while working more than one job, being a budding entrepreneur and a fabulous mother on top of all of that. She's amazing and deserves to be celebrated for her accomplishments. Thank you all for providing the space, content, and opportunity to share these celebrations. Y'all are appreciated. So blessed and hydrated. <laughs> and that's from Felicia. So congratulations, for sure. Thank Felicia, you, Felicia and Keisha. Yes, Keisha and Felicia. Uh, praise the Lord, niggas. Hope you ladies are well and safe. I just wanted to toot my own horn for a second. In 2018, I turned 40 and graduated with my third master's show out, a focus in social yes. work, all while holding down a full-time job as a teacher. Almost two years later, I recently, as of May 12th, 
uh, the day before, and on the day before my 42nd birthday, I took and passed my LMSW. Um, so yes. I am officially a licensed social worker. I want to move out of the classroom to being a social worker in schools. This is going to be so needed after this Rona situation. Thank you, ladies, for giving me my laughs for the weeks when I had to grade and write papers damn near at the same time. Keep doing what you're doing. Be well. Ciao, Gayla. Oh, Gayla. Thank you, Gayla, for all that you do for these children. Yes, and you want to still work with them. A blessing. (laughs) Hi, Jade and Kia. I've been so wrapped up in finishing up this semester. I didn't even realize y'all started the graduation announcements again. Well, girl, you came. My name is... Dora Lacey, and I'm graduating from Columbus State University in Columbus, Georgia, getting my baccalaureate <laughs> Sorry. degree was a long time coming. My freshman year of college didn't go as planned, so I had to transfer schools. After transferring, I was still having problems with depression, so I took time off. I felt embarrassed because it seemed as if all my peers had surpassed me, and I wasn't sure if I'd be able to catch up. When I decided to go back to school, I hit the ground running and became in the uh, became the program manager of our college radio station. I also became a Georgia Association of Broadcasters E. Lanier Finch Scholarship recipient. I doubled up on classes so that I could quickly obtain my degree in communications with an emphasis in integrated media. This degree means the world to me because of all the hard work I put in to get it. I'm blessed to have reached this milestone, and I thank you guys for giving graduates a platform to be acknowledged. Not having a commencement ceremony isn't ideal, but getting a shout out from you all is the next best thing. I start grad school at Syracuse University this summer. It's a one-year program, so you'll probably be hearing from me again next May, and we love to hear it. Thanks for an incredible podcast, and that's from Dora Doria. Doria. Oh, and she sent us a little photo and she's super cute. So adorable. Congratulations, sis. Hi, Jade and Kia. Praying all is well with you both and continued success. I'm so excited to celebrate the first of many graduations for my five-year-old twins, Caleb and Caden, who will be graduating from kindergarten in June. From the moment I found out at 24 that I was having twin boys, my nerves have been shot. But moments like this make me feel like I'm doing a good job raising my babies. They went into kindergarten knowing how to read, write, spell, do math, and infer on a first grade level. This has not been easy. As preemies, they were a few delays in their early years, but thanks to early intervention, which I started at two years old, I was able to get them above and beyond where they needed to be. They have been constantly praised by their teachers and principal for their academic success. They have several certificates for academics and perfect attendance. I love how much they are enjoying learn how much they enjoy learning caleb had the nerve to ask me if i knew what a oh i don't even know how to say that dota could dota dota i can't even read that dota decadron dodecadron do wait yeah i don't know what that is of course i thought he made that up but a quick google search got me right on together i couldn't even say it girl dodecadron so with the help of the, their teachers and myself, a special education TA, we are working together during the pandemic to make sh- pandemic to make sure they stay on track, um, and we are all prepared to continue their, uh, to thrive in first grade and beyond. I will be holding a virtual graduation in full regalia for their family and friends who won't be able to attend the newly infamous drive-by quarantine graduation celebration. Um, I'll also mm. post a link to their five-year-old science experiment for you guys to enjoy. 
so cute. Thank you yes, both I for getting it. me together every week and reminding me to sit down um, my form of self-care. She included pictures of these precious little babies. Oh, my God. These they smiles. are just adorable. And please, y'all heard me add all them syllables. I think it's dope. I don't know how to say it, but ask Caleb mm. to explain to me <laughs> what a, a dodeca, dodecadron. And I'm sure I'm saying that incorrectly. But don't judge me. I'm going to do some Googles. But Caleb can teach me how to do it. Oh, judgment. You can judge me for everything I pronounced this entire episode. <laughs> that that email came from uh, Didi. Thanks, Didi. Yes, indeed. Good day, Chef Jade and Dr. Kia. My name is Robert Daniel. Double space. <laughs> in this in this format. My name is Robert Daniel and I've been waiting a couple of years to send this in. I've been listening to Getting Grown since episode one, Squad Squad. And each year's grad shout outs have been inspiring me to keep going. And it's finally my turn to shout myself out. In two weeks, I'll be graduating from City University of Seattle in Washington State with a master's of education in professional school counseling. It has been a tough ride of typing real fast, and Miss Rona has not made it any easier with the stay-at-home orders forcing all schools to close their doors in my state, including my university and the middle school where I was doing my counselor internship. Mm. Despite this, I was able to innovate methods of doing school counseling in a virtual world while working full-time and launching a side hustle business, and will be completing my internship and earning my degree. While I will be walk while I will be walking across the stage that is my own living room floor due to Miss Rona canceling the ceremony, I will make sure that there is no hashtag no wrinkled regalia with my make them pages clap t-shirt underneath. Aww. Yes. Thank you, ladies, for the honors of laughs, lessons, and pettiness you've given me and so many others over the years. I hope I can bring as much love and positive energy to my students in the future as you two bring to the world. Oh my God sincerely robert ready to take a break from the library daniel oh, congratulations you, robert, robert. So sweet. i love it hello cousins jade and kia i hope you are both thriving and surviving in these trying and turbulent times come on alliteration <laughs> i'm happy to announce that i have once again joined the ranks of team typing fast i am now an alum of the university of illinois at urbana champaign having earned my master's in strategic brand communication my hope is to continue my career in marketing by promoting and being an example of black excellence. Oftentimes our stories go untold. We are misrepresented in mainstream and or non-existent in the boardroom. I aim to change this. My journey here has been a long spiraling road, but I was inspired by all the previous stories of those who took a chance on themselves and pushed forward. I had many long sleepless nights, missed social gatherings and thoughts of quitting, but I persevered. I balanced working full time. While silently completing all courses this fall and earning straight A's with a 3.82 GPA. I was excited about the experience of getting hooded, coming out of isolation as I was engulfed in work and school, and walking across the stage as my final stamp of academic achievement. Right when I started to see the light, coronavirus hit <laughs> like a draw four in Uno. My university will be holding a virtual graduation this Saturday and have made efforts to celebrate the grads. Overall, I'm glad to be done yes. and grateful to be closer to my dreams. Thank you both for the shout out and congrats to the class of 2020. Much love from your play cousin, Yativia. Aw, congratulations. Oh, Yativia, girl. You did you know. that, sis. You did. I'm so sorry. With your 3.82 GPA, I mean, do, it. do it. Go ahead. My motivators, Kia and Jade. Aww. So I'm not usually one to like announce stuff, but since we are not having a commencement, I have graduated from two degrees with honors, 
Bachelor of Science in Biochemistry and a Bachelor of Applied Science in Chemical Engineering at the University of Ottawa, Canada. All while having part-time jobs, being president of the Chemical Engineering Society and Women in Science and Engineering and a new country with wild temperatures, Mm -hmm. I am currently working as an essential worker and will be doing my master's in chemical engineering in the fall. The class of 2020 all really tried and it sucks we won't have a graduation to recognize these efforts. Thank you for the weekly shows. They have been gentle motivators. Sincerely, Iris. Iris. And Iris included a picture of herself with her badass Moesha braids. And I live to see it. I love to see it as well. Uh, Congratulations, Iris. Uh, Greetings, Chef Jade and Dr. Kia. I'm writing to you two days after I should have been walking across the stage to receive my MSED in childhood and urban education. The Rona obviously ruined all that, but it was especially disappointing because it took me so long to decide that I would in fact walk. You see, I am big grown, 37 years old, and I have always been self-conscious about the fact that this should have been done 15 years ago. In a nutshell, after dropping out of college the first time and then finally finishing my bachelor's in 2014, I was doing okay for myself as an administrator for a residential program, but I was not happy. Through my side job as a substitute teacher, I figured out that my passion is in being in the classroom. At the same time that what, that I was making this realization, I was presented with the opportunity to apply and was accepted to Teach for America. When I tell you, for someone who is already ashamed about not being on the same level as their peers, imagine being in a corp- corporation where people closer to your child's age uh, than yours uh, speak several languages for fun. <laughs> Fast forward to now, I did that. While teaching during the day, still working as an administrator during the evenings and on weekends, taking classes, raising a teenager, and somewhat keeping my marriage intact, I did that and I deserve. So since I can't walk, I'm shouting myself out and I'm not done. Literacy certification soon come, EDS and curriculum and instruction after that. Thank you all yes. for all that you do. Evan, Aaron White Gray, MSED. Congrats to you, sis. Congrats. I'm very proud of you. You deserve, and you deserve, and and, and it don't matter when you did it. I know that's right. It, okay. Because the rest of them little assholes are going to be in there speaking all their languages with no life experience. And nobody asked them. Okay, not one person. Okay, well, suck les blue to you, too. <laughs> Hello, lovely ladies. <laughs> My name you? is Savannah Finley. I'm so glad that I found getting grown a year ago as a 22-year-old. It's a breath of fresh air, and I look forward to each upload. I hope it's not too late to submit my graduation announcement. I am a late entry of the class of 2019. I graduated from the University of Georgia in December 2019 with the Bachelor's of Science in Biological Sciences at a a public health minor and a certificate in organic agriculture. Yes, I'm going to talk to you and I'm going to start my farm. My future plans are to attend medical school and become an advocate for black women on the clinical side. Post-grad life hasn't been easy, but I look forward to an acceptance letter to a master's in biomedical sciences program soon. Wish me luck. Thank you, ladies, for doing this. And that's the best from Savannah. Yes. We love to I see love it. I love to hear it. Savannah. Congratulations, Savannah. Go ahead. Okay. 
Uh, praise the Lord, niggas. Good afternoon, Dr. Takia and Chef Jade. I f- would first like to say thank you for this platform that has been getting me through my days at work during these troubling times and has been my motivation to know that I will finish this master's program despite how long it is taking because no one is going to ask me how long it took when I get done. That's right. I want to give it. a graduation shout out to my daughter, Akira Ray Harper Johnson. Um, on her graduation from fifth grade, starting a new school and going to an all-girls school was a tough transition for her. But she persevered and has made great strides to be a successful. Um, and she's earned to be successful. She has earned Sco- Scholar of the Week four times so far this school year, three of which yes. while she was be, uh, doing online learning. I'm looking forward to her middle school journey and graduations to come. I'm so very proud of you, Akira. Love, Mom. And uh, she included pictures of Akira, who is just oh, Akira's so cute, just a little doll baby, adorable. Proud of you, Akira. Yes. Hey, ladies, I want to shout out myself for working my ass off over the years to get this degree. This weekend, May fifteenth through the seventeenth, I am receiving my doctorate in physical therapy from George Washington University in Washington D.C. I was the only black person in the twenty twenty cohort, so I was out here representing for black women. Anyway, love you guys and love the show. And that's from Dr. Gianna White. Yay. uh, DPT. Go ahead, Gianna. Dr. White. Go ahead, Dr. White. Congratulations. Hey, Jaden Kia. I want to say thank you for everything y'all do. My name is Soraya and I have two quick shout outs. I want to give the biggest shout out to my bestest friend of almost 30 years and my son's godmother, Michelle C. Baker. She graduated from Wilmington University with a Master of Science in Administration of Justice, Homeland Security. In August of 2019, she walked in January 2020. There were many times she wanted to give up but didn't, and I love her so much, and I'm so proud of her. I also want to shout out my son, future engineer Julius King McDonald, uh, for graduating kindergarten. These last few months have been difficult for the both of us, but we prevailed. Thank you, Jesus. This is only the first of many graduations for him, and I will be by his side the entire way. I love you so much, Juju Soraya. Oh, congratulations, Michelle and Juju. Absolutely. And thank you for writing in, Soraya. Hey, aunties. I just wanted to take the time to shout out my sis, Dr. Rochelle. Oh, Rachel. <laughs> Yeah, Rachel, Dr. Rachel Cadet for receiving her DMD from Tufts University School of Dental Medicine on Sunday, May 17th. She's wanted this since we were kids and the day has finally arrived and I couldn't be more proud of my girl. Love you guys and thanks for continuing to do these shout outs. And that's from Tatiana. So congratulations, Dr. Rachel Cadet. Yes. Um, Congratulations, Dr. Cadet. Hello, Jade and Kia. Please call me CC. I will get right to it so you can keep this wagon rolling. I'm shouting out my two beautiful nieces. Uh, Alana has completed her senior year and will be going to going on to major in business at Bradley University with a full tuition paid scholarship. Uh, thank you, Jesus. She has been uh, an honor student all four years, as well as a member of Acapella, a student ambassador and a manager of the dance team. My niece, Natalie, has completed the eighth grade and will be heading to high school. Uh, that one was a struggle, but the, but by the grace of God and a lot of bribes to her, not the school, she made it out. 
These two young ladies have such bright futures ahead of them. And as a proud auntie, I just wanted to send them a little kudos. Lastly, I wanted to shout out Dr. Kia oh, for graduating into the world of home ownership. Thank you, girl. When I saw hey. your post on IG, I literally shouted yes in my tiny apartment. I know I don't know you personally, but I'm proud of you and glad you accomplished your goal. Thank you so much. Uh, okay, that's long enough. Keep up the great work, Cece. Thank you, Cece. And shout out yes, to your Cece. nieces, Alana and Natalie. Um, <laughs> we're looking forward to continuing to hear about these their bright futures. Congratulations, ladies. <laughs> Hi, Jaden Kia. Love the podcast, and I'm a loyal weekly listener. Thank you for continuing to record through the pandemic. It is much appreciated. You all are very welcome. I'd like to shout out my good sis, Alicia Lawrence, Deputy Dean of the College at Bernard College in New York City. Yes. Unfortunately, uh, Alicia passed on April 16, oh, 2020. Wow. Oh, and she won't hear this. She was a weekly listener. Oh, shout out to Alicia. Mm. Rest in peace, Alicia. However, I still want to give her her flowers. Yes, As she would say, this email has been on my spirit. Alicia loved, loved your podcast. Wow. She would play it unapologetically in the office, loud and cackling. Mm. Kia, you were her friend in her head as a fellow higher ed professional, wow. unafraid to be yourselves in these white spaces and challenge the status quo with long, sparkly nails, jingling <laughs> bangles on your wrists and a bold lip all while still doing the work and doing it well. Jade, she wanted to try your cooking so bad. We even tried to bring you to campus, but they were being stingy with the coins. Mm. That's all right. Alicia was a selfless leader. She truly showed up for her students, staff, friends, and family. She would literally take the necklace off her neck for you to have it. She would make sure you were fed, loved, and prayed for. I am heartbroken with her passing, but I hope to continue to spread her sparkle to those I encounter in my life and career. She attended a live show and got to meet you all. She was so happy this day, and I know for a fact your podcast brightened her day every week. Thank you for all you do and continue to live out loud. Shine bright as we navigate the hood that is adulting. Oh, oh my gosh. You know, we wanna, we're going to dedicate this entire episode to Alicia. That's what we're going to do. Wow. And wow, wow, wow. Thank you, Lizeth, for, um, for writing in, and thank you for, for letting us know. Wow. And we want to send all of our love, um, all of our prayers, all of our encouraging words to Alicia's family and friends. And yes, thank you, Lizeth, for still giving her her flowers. She deserves Absolutely. so. And um, this episode will definitely be dedicated. Glad we got we had the opportunity to meet her at a, la a live show um, and. You know, we'll be praying for her family, all of you, her colleagues and friends. Um, I want to thank her as a colleague for all of the awesome work that she did in the ways that she showed up for the women at Barnard. Um, Absolutely. So thank you again to Lizeth for sharing that with us. They also and also sharing the remembering Alicia. Um, wow. Remembering Alicia. Um website that has been created i'm looking at this picture from our new york live show and i remember this so thank you for letting yeah. us know um we will continue on doing this important work it was awesome to meet you um alicia um and thanks again lizeth for sharing thank you lizeth Whew, all right yeah <sighs> hey auntie kia and jade 
Let me start off by saying your podcast got me through my internship and finals. My name is Grace Glenn, and I graduated from Howard University with a BS in Civil and Environmental Engineering. This is a tremendous accomplishment because my father was diagnosed with COVID and I became a caretaker while trying to finish my final semester. I lost my grandfather and great-grandmother during this trying time. I would like to shout out my best friends that have been there for me during my four years at Howard, Anita and Flo, graduated with a BS in computer science. Kennedy graduated with a BS in chemical engineering. Uh, Allie and Carrie graduated with BS in mechanical engineering. Thank you for preparing me for the scam that is adulthood. Love y'all. Grace Glenn. Congratulations, everybody. Hey, cousins, Jade and Kia. I have been listening to this show since its inception, and the graduation announcements have been one of my favorites, and I finally have my chance to partake. I was actually last year's, uh, it was actually last year's graduation announcements season that pushed me to see that I would need to, what I would need to do to finally finish my undergraduate degree. Ended up discovering that I only needed two classes, hear me, two classes to claim that bachelor's degree and walk across the stage. When I went to the highest of seven hills in uh, Tallahassee, Florida in August of 1999, I had no intentions of leaving without a degree. Uh, without a degree. However, life started lifing and well then I moved to Atlanta in 2005. I had no intentions of ever returning even though I didn't leave with that particular piece of paper in my hands. Time kept moving on and I did too and I was blessed to build a life that I love that I can absolutely be proud of even without having finished college. It became a powerful testimony that I used to encourage others to let nothing stop them from pursuing their goals and dreams because purpose didn't come with a degree. It came with birth and you can fulfill yours regardless if you choose to. Well, as God would have it, a new testimony has been created as I am blessed to celebrate both 20 years as a proud Rattler and my own personal year of return. On December 14, 2019, I was officially a fall 2019 graduate of the Florida Agriculture and Mechanical University on the highest of seven hills in Tallahassee, Florida. Now I can go be a testament to the fact that it's not too late to go back and rewrite an old chapter with new knowledge. I couldn't have predicted this at the beginning of 2019, but your graduation announcements helped to get me to and through this milestone. Talk about a God moment. The stories I could tell and eventually will tell. Nonetheless, this chapter is finally finished and it's a beautiful ending of one season and an opener of for the next. Oh, and I finished with a 4.0, all while working two jobs, serving in my local community and publishing a book. It was cool to share this journey with the, with the kids in my after school program and promise them just like they were there for me, I would be, I, it would be my honor to be there for them when they walk across the stage. Cheers to my winning season and my year of manifestation. Now I am c continuing my membership in Teen Typing Fast by making these pages clap as I start my graduate program at Georgia State University. Hopefully I'll have another announcement to share soon enough and I promise the next one won't be as long. Team No Wrinkle Regalia. Thank you so much for sharing, sis. Oh my gosh, these thank pictures you. are so big. But yes, thank you, uh, Kristen, <laughs> for sharing this email. Um, and we're so proud of you for persevering. Yes. You know, all throughout, you know, our journeys through life are not at all linear, but you prove that if you want something, it's never too late to go get it. Nope. Come on, fam, you. Hey, Jade and Kia. Thanks for offering this space for celebrating our graduates. Shout out to my little sister, Devin, for graduating with her Bachelor's of Science in Animal Science Production from Southern Illinois University, Carbondale. It has been a rocky road and you not only persevered, but thrived. I'm looking forward to seeing you step into the next stage of your life. 
Our family of seven is a spread across the country and have not been together in over two years. Obviously, we canceled our trip to the ceremony, but hope to celebrate as a family at Thanksgiving, God willing. Good job, Devin. And that's from her big sister, Taylor. And she included some beautiful pictures of Devin. So congratulations, Devin. For sure. Hello, Chef Jade and Dr. Kia. My name is John from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And, Baton Rouge. and I would like to send a big shout out to my girlfriend, Bridget Nicole Pierre. Bridget graduated from Louisiana State University, Shreveport, in the fall of 2019 with her master's degree in business administration and a minor in marketing. Since then, while still working her full-time job, she has thrown herself 100% into her marketing business, Brand BP Marketing. Part of her brand has been promoting therapy in black and brown communities by telling her experiences uh, through the support of her I Believe in God and I Go to Therapy shirts. Um, P.S. Shout out to the GGBs. Rep your queens, fellas. Congratulations to all graduates. <laughs> congratulations on the purchase of your first home, Kia, and congratulations to your shows, Jade. Hope you and your families are safe and well. Um, you attached pictures. Thank you so much for attaching pictures. This comes from John Watson, and he included links to um you know uh bridget's shirts and all of that stuff so thank you for sharing we love to see all the awesome work that um bridget is doing and absolutely we're proud of you guys she's beautiful she's so yes. cute and that's right rep your queens shout out to all the ggbs here. and thank you guys for bearing with us through another uh round of graduation announcements that was the last one for this week it, you just have one more week to submit. Um, I don't know if Jade and I are going to, uh, we might, I don't know how we're going to navigate around Memorial Day next week, but we will be reading. Uh, this is the last the last time. If you haven't gotten your graduation announcement in, next week is it. Um, yes. Um, and that will be another month of May that we have devoted to honoring graduates of all levels. And it is our joy and great privilege and honor to do it. Um, so thank you guys for continuing to send in your announcements and keep Jade and I updated and apprised to all the amazing things that are going on in your lives. Yes. Congratulations to all the graduates. We'll see you all next week. For sure. Let's scoot on over to the kitchen table. Ben and Jerry's three new non-dairy frozen desserts are a new twist on vegan euphoria. So many non-dairy flavors, so little time. Ben and Jerry's has three new non-dairy frozen desserts made with sunflower butter. The Ben & Jerry's flavor gurus have taken a big leap this time. Their non-dairy flavors are the perfect sweet treats for vegans, vegetarians, and everyone in between, like me and Kia. <laughs> so I got the uh, creme brulee. And creme brulee is my favorite dessert in the entire world. I'm also nowhere close to vegan. <laughs> and let me tell you something. This plant-based ice cream alternative <laughs> is delicious. I loved everything about it. It was creamy. If I would have closed my eyes and somebody did not tell me that it was plant-based, I would have had no clue. Same. Check out the Ben & Jerry Sunflower Butter lineup and the whole non-dairy family at BenJerry.com. That's B-E-N-J-E-R-R-Y.com. Technology has improved almost everything, yet mattresses have more or less been the same since the invention of sleep. We deserve better. And finally, the mattress has evolved thanks to Purple. The secret to Purple is the Purple Grid, a patented technology that instantly adapts to your body's natural shape and sleep style and won't sink or lose shape. Purple is for every body, no matter how you sleep. Purple is designed with over 2,800 open air channels and naturally temperature neutral gel. You'll never sleep too hot or too cold. 
The Purple Mattress is soft where you want it, firm where you need it, and comfortably cool all over. Every Purple Mattress comes with a free with free shipping and returns and a risk-free 100-night trial. Experience the next evolution of sleep. Go to purple.com slash grown and use promo code grown for a limited time. You'll get $150 off any Purple Mattress order of $1,500 or more. That's purple.com slash grown, promo code grown for $150 off any mattress order of $1,500 or more. Terms apply. Fly, fly, All right. Fly, fly. Welcome to the kitchen table. Indeed, and indeed, indeed. It is a special kitchen table because Very first special. and foremost, our shout outs are our graduates, as you all know. But also this week, I have to shout out my sis, Dr. Oh Takia Nicole Robinson whole government who has purchased her first home hooray and we have a special guest because we have her realtor rukia in the house who is going to be here to answer a lot of uh, a lot a lot a lot of your real estate questions but between uh the two of us we have hundreds, so, so we will, we will not, not be able, able to get to yes. all of those. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna work on it though. Um, we're gonna work as, as fast as we can to diligently get to as many questions as we can. But we want to welcome Rakia to getting grown down to the kitchen table. Before we get started, I'll give her an opportunity to introduce herself. Yes. She uh, is special. She specializes in home ownership for millennials. So tell the people a little about who you are and your work and all of the things that you're doing to burn up the real estate market here in the DMV. I appreciate you guys for having me on. Um, my name is Rakia Tyler, um, AKA the millennial agent. Yes. So I have been an agent for about four years. I'm licensed in Maryland and DC. I was dual career for three and a half years. I quit my good government job last year to pursue real estate full time. I have sold oh, uh, close to like 22 million in real estate. Um, in my four years, and um, I'm trying to think what else. I work for Keller Williams Preferred Properties, which is in Upper Marlboro, Maryland, which is about 15 minutes outside of DC. And I was named as a top 10 um, individual agent three years in a row. So last year I was named number three out of almost uh, 600 agents. Talk your yes, shit, Rakia. I mean, okay. <laughs> she said, well, actually. I love to see it. Actually, I am that bitch. Thank y'all so much for asking. Like, let me give you these ranks real quick. <laughs> I live. Absolutely. And on a personal level, I bought my house at 24. So one of the um, things that I wanted to do when I got into real estate as a realtor, I wanted to help other people realize the um, home ownership. And a lot of people think, I can't buy, I don't have money, da 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 da, da everything in the world. So. My dream is to help everyone because rent in the DMV and rent, well, you're in Brooklyn, rent everywhere is expensive. In New York, it's in too damn high. Like that yeah, man is, said. The rent is too damn high. <laughs> 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 yes. Uh, it has been um, a, a complete uh, pleasure and, and relief uh, working with Rakia throughout my journey. Um, you know, she is just always a wellspring of information. She know how to tell me to like, you know, get out of my nerves. <laughs> And um, that's good because very, <laughs> very, yes, she will always say deep breaths because I will fill up her eye message with all of my girl. What is this? What does this mean? Who said what? I don't know what they said this. And she just was very patient with me. So um, I'm very, uh, very blessed to have had her to guide me through this process. Um, so we're going to 
talk about my journey. I'm going to tell you guys, uh, you know, my experience. I'm going to give you the really real, really deal, holy feel, all of that, the good, the bad, the ugly. And then, you know, we're going to um, hopefully open up our questions uh, to get to get to even more detail about, you know, some of the major misconceptions and the lessons that you learn in navigating this really, really huge investment. Um, so um, I started my journey, I would say, what is it, 2020? I would say maybe the end of 2018 was when was the first time I really, you know, thought like, hey, maybe, you know, <laughs> um, I could see myself owning. Um, I was very nervous. Because as Rikia said, you know, it's not cheap to to live in this area at all. Mm-hmm. And I was very nervous. And as y'all know, I just finished my doctoral program in 2016 and had, you know, literally had a full time job for about a year. I mean, I work I work I work pretty much full time throughout my uh, doc program, but not at the way I was making money before I went back to school. So taking a pay cut coming here for school in 2012 and literally taking a pay cut for like that four to five year period um, set my finances back a bit. Right. So I hadn't been saving um, like I really wanted to. And a long, long time ago when I was still living in Harlem, I took a a first time home buyers course. And um, I just remember that this black man was the teacher and the class was like four Fridays out of a month. And he would come in and, and the only thing that he would say is like, you have to like, I don't want to talk. Don't talk to me unless you have $10,000 saved, like at at minimum. So I didn't have that. <laughs> when I, In 2018, I did not have $10,000 saved. So I was just kind of like, oh, girl, well, you know. Um, but s- several people were just like, just go out. You never know what information is out there. So I started digging around and I came across some first time home buyers programs. There were many that I came across. Some of them were state based other than were kind of like federal programs. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to see, I'm going to shoot my shot and try to get in um, to one of these programs and see if I can get take advantage of some of these resources. So I took a class uh, with, with NACA and um, I went through their um, workshop. They're like, it's a Saturday workshop, Saturday morning workshop. I went there and then you have to go to that workshop in order to sign up to work for a counselor. But the program is so big and you have, you know, like so many people are trying to get into that program that, you know, you have to wait. So I waited like four months before I could speak to a counselor at NACA. Um, but when I did, you know, I met with the lady. She, I did everything she told me to do. I gave them all my business bank statements, pay stubs, W-2s, um, and started started this journey um, toward, you know, getting myself prepared and educated. Um, and, they, and they really gave me lots of useful information just about kind of like being a grown up and knowing how to manage finances and budget and all that stuff. And all that stuff was useful. Um, but, you know, there's a huge program, lots of people, lots of traffic and as such, lots of things kind of fall through the cracks. So I, I enjoy working with my first counselor. But as you know, things started to shift. I couldn't work with that counselor anymore. I got bounced around from counselor to counselor and, um, you know, got kind of seemed like the further I got along in that process with them, I just, you know, became less and less a priority just because of the amount of people, like the volume of people that they serve. Um, It was really hard to get appointments. My appointments started to get canceled. Um, And it just seemed like, you know, things were going crazy. And oddly enough, this was happening at the same time that I had found the place that I really liked and wanted and put a deposit down. Um, So um, I was managing like, you know, 
I was talking to the counselor at NACA and trying to talk to Rikia and get information from her and just really like kind of using all of this information, keeping it all in my head and trying to do what everybody asked me to do um, according to the timeline that was set before me and, um, you know, started the search process, started all of that. Uh, Rikia and I went to see two places and I kind of settled on the, the place where I ended up, I kind of settled on that one pretty quickly. We went, um, it was a new construction. We made an appointment with the sales agent, walked through the model, um, and learned that at that particular time, there was only like one or two um, of my condo left. Like, you know, there's a set number of lots. So they were like, you know, if you want this, you have to move on it pretty quickly. So, uh, you know, I kind of went home and prayed about it for about three days and then was like, OK, I'm going to I'm going to make a move. And I, you know, um, was fortunate enough to have some really dope people, um, black women. Um, oddly enough, it seemed like all of them were black women. But the sales agent we were working with um, at, at our company was a black woman. And she was just like, you know, willing to help me. She knew about NACA. And she was like, you know, she worked with me, asked me how much money I wanted to put down. She was like, well, if you, if you, cause I was conditionally approved with NACA. Um, so we put that money down, things started to move along in the process. I was con officially under contract as of August of 2019. Mm -hmm. Um, and then things with NACA started to fall apart because of all the things, all the reasons, you know, the volume, I just couldn't get into contact with anyone. And I don't even know whose fault it was, but it was just like, I just would, I was just, we were, it was kind of like we were in a relationship and we were breaking up. <laughs> and I was, I was the one who didn't know. Like I was the one who was like, well, what, what does it be? I was the last one to know. <laughs> and it was, it was heartbreaking. And it was like really stressful because I was already under contract for the condo and it was just like, Oh God, um, I got a really scary phone call in November saying that, you know, they gave me conditional approve approval for the loan. And then, uh, after I guess in, in filing the loan paperwork, there was some sort of mix up and, um, the amount, the loan amount that I needed, I no longer qualified for. So then I was denied. Um, as of I was I was denied as of November I think 19th like right before Thanksgiving and I went back to the NACA counselor she was like I'm not sure what happened but we can try again in January you can reapply in January and maybe whatever financial stuff has worked itself out so I was like okay bet cool so that's what I was doing I'm gonna reapply hopefully in January everything will be everything January comes again NACA had me out there like you know leaving me on red <laughs> they were leaving me on red they were not answering the phone i was just like guys 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 you promised like NACA was ghosting me guys it was really really stressful and um you know i that's when i hit up rakia and was just like hey so i'm being ghosted <laughs> and i don't really know what to do and she kind of stepped in and helped me to think through some other process uh, some other alternatives that i could do for financing and uh, we actually ended up going with the bank um, that uh, was in partnership with the construction company. Um, I sent them all my paperwork and was able to get qualified for a state-based first-time homebuyers program, which you know really got me a really good interest rate and brought the actual percentage that I needed for the down payment down quite considerably. Um, so that's how I was able to get in. 
Um, and, you know, just because all of this was happening, the end of this process was happening during, you know, as coronavirus was just getting, you know, kicked off, that was that that presented another set of challenges in terms of timeline. It seemed like my closing got pushed back from like April 27th, April 30th and blah, blah. So it was like, you know, it seemed, seems like um, the closer I was getting, the further it was getting away. And that's probably the height of the time that I was on Rakia's nerves. But because um, I was on my own nerves, I was just stressed out because it was like, you, you got, you, I've gotten in, I'm in bed, literally, I've gotten in bed with this construction company. They've built this condo to my liking. Right. So, and now I need the bank to give me the money to pay for it. And then you know, I couldn't, I didn't have my finances secured. So I was really like, you know, trying to hold on to my edges during this time because I was very stressed out. But uh, thankfully uh, we can, we are on the other side of it now. And as of last Wednesday, uh, I was able to close um, and even still, like, even still, like, little things, even still on closing day, like, they gave me my keys, they didn't work. So, I was like, I was at the front door, like, oh, God, what the heck? But, um, now we can say it's final. Ain't nobody says psych. They, ha- they haven't called me and said, never mind. Um, because I've been waiting. I've been waiting for the phone to ring to be like, y'all know what? Come bring them keys back because, um, something is wrong. But um, as of Wednesday, I'm in, I got my keys, got the locks changed so they couldn't get the keys back now if they wanted to. <laughs> um, so it's all, it's all gravy, but that's my journey. Um, I, I think my, my, I don't know how common my experience was, but it really did not take me long. I did the whole searching thing. I looked at two places. Uh, I like two places enough to go visit. Um, otherwise the large part of my search for potential houses was on like Zillow and just like asking like word of mouth. But when it got to like, you know, okay, I really like this place. I had a list of things that I really wanted and it was about finding places that met at least most of the things on my list. Um, so I'm here today to say that I'm very grateful to be through with it, but going through that process, um, by myself as a single woman was really hard. Um, and like Rakia, uh, and like what like we'd like to do on getting grown, like you know we like to share information and lessons that we learn along the way. So mm-hmm. when I did my Ask Me Anything story on Instagram this weekend, I was flooded with questions about my <laughs> home um, buying experience. So I just thought it would make sense for us to just have a broad conversation about it, um, where you know folks can ask questions and just we can get all the information that we need. So. I will start the questions by asking uh, um, Rakia. So that t- one of the one of the misconceptions that you kind of you know uh, eased for me right at the start of the process was me getting away from me needing to have uh, extreme stacks sitting like in my bank. So you told me very quickly that I did not need to have ten thousand dollars saved. I need to have some money saved, but I didn't need to have an exorbitant amount of that money saved can you talk to anyone who might be thinking about whether or not they are ready and what some of the things they might need to have in place to feel more ready if they don't feel ready now so of course everybody's situation is going to be totally different um so what i i talk to people about because i usually work for first-time home buyers is let's just let's develop a financial plan 
And I try to develop that plan really early on, especially if you don't have the money or you need to increase your, your credit. Um, we have a lot of people that that come and just say, well, like today I talked to someone and their credit score was a little under 600. Like we got to get you to 640, but you want to move in six months. So let's start now. Um, the financial plan is to see how much money you may need. So some people qualify for the program like you qualified for, um, but some people may not because their debt to income ratio is too high. Mm -hmm. um, or their um, credit score is too low. So that's why I always, as soon as you know you want to buy a house, let's develop this plan. Because if it, it might take you six weeks to get to that point, and some people it might take six months. Mm -hmm. So some people do have to come to the table with more money than others. Like I've had people walk away from the table with money, but it's so many different factors. So having a financial plan early on is the best route to go. So like you thought you were going to do NACA and NACA gives you money for down payment and closing. It's a lot of red tape behind all of that. Right, right, right. <laughs> but at the end, you get it. It just takes mm -hmm. you a very, very long time to get it. And there's right. so many programs that are out here to help first time home buyers. Like I talked to um, a lady earlier and she um, makes, I mean, she, I mean, in the DMV making a hundred thousand dollars is not, Unfortunately, right? The you same. can make $100,000. It's not the same. Yeah. It still be broke. Like, she makes $100,000, but the lender that she talked to a lender that I didn't prefer her to, and mm -hmm. the lender was like, well, I don't know if she qualifies for down payment assistance. I'm like, you didn't have this conversation? Right. She was just like, no. She was just like, she didn't ask about it. I mean, your job is to educate the client. Mm -hmm. So the biggest thing I, I do is develop a financial plan with the lender. So people already know before you start looking at homes, before you start loving anything, what your plan is. Because everyone's situation is different. You have people to walk to the table with no money, and then you have people who might need to bring um, thousands of dollars. It, it just really depends on your um, on whatever your financial plan is. But you definitely, like, I bought my house at 24 I think I brought five thousand to the table total. Hmm. So, so you mentioned something like debt to income ratio. Um, what are some of the other things that that uh, lenders look at in terms of determining your your financial solvency, like whether like whether or not you will be eligible? I know for me, they I know they looked at credit score, debt to income ratio, mm -hmm. and like other things though, like um, <clears throat> the amount of time I've been at my job. And, you know, uh, what was the, like, you know, taxes, whether or not there were tax issues as far as like tax liens um, and those kinds of things. Are there other things that, that people should be attentive to, um, like whether they have credit issues or whatever? Like, what are some of the things that I should fix even before I'm thinking about buying a house? Mm -hmm. The biggest thing is the debt to income ratio. Because we are millennials and everyone has student loans. The biggest thing is to have your debt to income ratio under 45%. Okay. And reducing your debt as much as possible. So like I know you talked about like you lived in this studio apartment mm -hmm. and you got to this point. Some people don't want to, you know, make those sacrifices to pay down their debt. Some people mm -hmm. have, you know, not just student loans. Student loans is something you just we are yeah. We can't, yeah, yeah. can't take done. it back. We did it already. <laughs> it's done. It's done. We got our degrees. It's done. Um, but some people have like too high car notes, too much credit card debt. Like mm -hmm. you want your credit card debt to be under 30% um, utilization. And some people just don't know that. Like the, 
Mm-hmm. And paying your bills on time is like the biggest thing for your credit. Really baseline. And it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. But you want to make sure, because there's ways around the, the, the student loan issue, depending on mm-hmm. your, your credit. Um, but you just want to make sure that you've been working consistently. But there's still ways around that. Like, mm-hmm. I had someone who had gap in employment. They were able to explain the gap in employment. That's why you have to work with lenders who will work with you. Like, you mm-hmm. have some lenders that are like, I like her because she has a 720. She makes $100,000. Her debt to mm-hmm. income ratio is like 15%. Oh, she's a perfect candidate. Well, everyone's not a perfect candidate. You know what I mean? Everyone has different things that are going on. So the lenders that I work with, they just create the best financial plan for that particular person. And if you need to pay down debt, whatever the situation is, they'll keep checking on you, making sure that you're getting to what you need to get to in order to uh, reduce your debt and increase your credit score. For sure. Um, That was actually one of the questions that we got. Someone was uh, asking whether or not my student loan debt uh, factored into the process and I mean just to answer that really quickly it, it didn't come up I'm sure it was was right there front and center on my credit report for all the people to read but it didn't <laughs> they didn't ask me about it and I and I'd like to think that that is because I just have my automatic withdrawal set up and they just get their money every month and I haven't missed any of those um very high payments praise God but um <laughs> but um I, I'd like to, it was it was a factor um, and I, and cause I mean, even on my own credit score, when I check my little FICO credit score every month, that that's the one thing that says, you know, that's that, that is keeping me from, you know, that 800 is I'm literally like just under it. That's the one thing that's keeping me is it's like, you know, you got a lot of debt and I'm just like, well, you know, I got a lot of degrees. So, you know, we just thank mm-hmm. God, <laughs> but Absolutely. So, I mean, it is it is something that comes up. I think I will remember one of the things I remember, though, from those home buyers classes that I did take. It's like, you know, what is really critical is if you've either defaulted on your student loan debt at any point, like within the last year to six months to a year, that that is probably would raise red flags amongst amongst the lenders. Um, But again, um, I know with NACA, they they too worked um, to help you kind of think to explain, you know, if there was a reason why you were late or a reason why you went into default, there were, they were, if, and they were viable reasons and they would help to advocate for you uh, on your behalf to, to the bank. So, so for the student loan, um, so because your credit score was higher, when you have a higher student loan, you're able to do certain programs. I mean, not higher student loans, higher credit score. So the higher your credit score and you qualify for a certain type of loan, they take your income-based payment. If you have a lower score and you might have to do FHA, they take 1% of what you owe. So if you owe $100,000, they will take as a payment of $1,000, even if you're only paying $100. So that's part of that whole oh, financial and the debt plan. income ratio ratio. Mm-hmm. So that oh increase, that that hurts your debt to income ratio because even though you're paying a hundred dollars, eventually in their minds, in the lenders' minds, eventually you may have to pay a thousand dollars. So the that's the biggest reason why I have these financial planning meetings with the lenders because if we need to get you up to whatever level to increase your credit score so we can't take your 1% because you owe so much in student loans, mm-hmm. then that's what we need to do. 
or some people have to take their student loans out of deferment in order to qualify for some programming. So there's so many workarounds to it. Yeah. That's why it's so important for us to develop the plan early. Like if you want to move in 45 days, that might not work. It depends <laughs> on what the situation is. Maybe like, you know, at least six, I, I tell people I have at least six months before you want to move mm-hmm. to start planning out. Bronski and Vixen asked um, if I used any down payment grants or assistance um, and how did I go about locating applicable grant programs. I was offered a, a down payment assistance uh, grant, but I denied it because that meant that I would have to take a higher interest rate. And it wasn't just like like the difference in, in interest rate was um, substantial to me. And when I did the math, it really equaled out to maybe like $80,000 over the life of my loan. Um, so I just, I decided to deny it and forego that, uh, upfront money, but I, I recognized that it was a blessing that I was able to make that choice. If I didn't have the money, I would have taken the grant for sure. Um, but Rakia, can you speak to, you know, someone who might be looking for, how do you, how do you go about locating applicable grant programs or, or programs that might be available to people who are looking for down payment assistance? So in order to qualify for down payment assistance, um, the lender that you're working with has to be working with that program. So during COVID, a lot of people started not to work with the Maryland Mortgage Program, which is a really popular program in Maryland. Um, So it really depends on what you're looking to do. Like if you're looking in DC, they have programs in DC. So it really depends um, on the lender and what programs they offer. All of the lenders that I work with work for all of the programs. Because mm-hmm. I work with that, I mean, you know, I work with first-time homebuyers. We need money, <laughs> so <laughs> I make sure every lender that I'm working with are working with all of the programs that are offered in um, in Maryland. And if it's in DC, the same thing. Um, sometimes they have programs like last year they had a program um, that was offered, and they were giving out a twenty thousand dollar grant to people in um, Prince George's County in DC. It was only like a hundred and twenty slots. I got four mm-hmm. of them. Nice. Um, because I work with a lot of lenders, they send me updates of any programs that are going on. So if there's any new programs, I always advertise it on my social media. I let my clients know, um, and I refer them to those lenders to see if they qualify for those programs. So explain to someone who may not know what a realtor is. Like, cause I, we got a few questions here as I was going through, people were saying like, is it my job to find my house or is it my realtor's job to find my house? Does my realtor work to help me get the best loan? Like, is it, is it all of the above? Just talk a little bit about like all the different aspects of your work and how you support your clients. Okay. So I can't speak for anyone else. I can only speak for what I do. <laughs> um, I'm really big with having a team of people of, um, you know, working with the lenders, us developing this plan for you, me working with home inspectors. So as far as like finding the houses, like I set you up on um, my app and I also set you up on like an auto email for homes. I can send them to you. I mean, it really depends on what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, We go over like what you're looking to do. If you're looking for new construction, I send you the information for new construction. If you're looking for resale, that's a whole different process. Um, So it really depends on the person. Some people, I send them houses. They hate every single house I send them. I'm like, okay. She's like, no. Or, you know, and sometimes people find their own houses. I kind of navigate them through it. 
Um, but it really depends on the person. Right. Um, and but I'm just I try to educate as much as possible, know everything that you're looking for. But you can say you want a four bedroom, one bathroom house. I find a four bathroom, I mean four bedroom, one bathroom house, and you can probably hate it. So I just set you up with the tools to use. Like I heard you say Zillow earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I I use I usually tell my clients don't look on Zillow. Um, Zillow, oh, no, you told a, me that. You told me I that. <laughs> it's not an updated app. It's not an updated site. So people will send me like, I saw this house on Zillow. Okay. It doesn't exist anymore. It was so like this. Yeah. <laughs> like what happens at the house? It's not here anymore. Um, <laughs> but I usually everyone's process with me is usually different um, because everyone's different. Yeah. Like some people are like, I need to get on the phone with you. Some people are like, please just text me. Um, (laughs) because even though I'm the millennial agent a lot of my millennial agents have referred me to their parents Mm. so like before I got on this call I was talking to a client and they're in their 60s and I was like can you text me and I was like never mind let me call them (laughs) I really wanted to be like can you text me (laughs) they're not going to text me back but I really try to make the process really specific to the person Absolutely. And I really appreciate that because Rakia walked with me through every step. She went with me to the design studio. She helped me to pick my fixtures. She helped me to like make sure I wasn't spending. She was very honest. So like when they, of course, they're going to throw the kitchen sink at you literally Mm -hmm. and be like, you need the most expensive everything. And Rakia was like, "Uh uh-uh, I got that on Amazon. Put that back. You don't need that. Why would you? Uh-uh. Like that. <laughs> you can get that on Amazon. Change it yourself. Don't get that backsplash. No. Put that back. You can get that on Amazon. Put it up yourself. Like those kinds of things. Which is I which is. I needed that because you know I you know I don't know what I'm doing. I was literally in there acting like. It was I was in the North Pole and just making a wish list for Santa and it was like, Oh Lord, girl, you got to pay for this. Scale back. <laughs> but yes. Jay, well give me one of your questions. Do you have them up and ready? Let's see. I put them down because I had so many. It was just so good. Yeah, we're we're rolling. We have like so many. You guys have questions. I'm going to ask them as many as I can. Okay, let's see here. All right. What kind of account did you use, Kia, to save your down payment? Uh like an example, a high yield savings account. Oh, um, I, I mean, that probably would have been wise. Uh, but I just literally was just putting the money in places that I couldn't reach. Yeah. Like, you know, places that would make it very challenging for me to get back and use it. I I tried to um I talked to Tiffany, the budget niece, and she was telling me about those accounts that you can just deposit money in, but it's really hard to withdraw. Mm-hmm. I can't think of the name right now, and she was probably not a CD, me. but. No, it's not a CD, but um, but it was one of those, like, you know, you just, it's like I set a certain amount of money from mm-hmm. my check to go into that account, and I just wasn't allowed to touch that account until a certain date. Yeah, you get um, a penalty. I forget what it's called, but I know. Right. Um, and uh, I think the interest rate was a little bit better on that particular account, but um, after I had reached that date, then it was a- easier for me to, you know, transfer, and I could just transfer it to my account Um when I needed to wire the money over, but I did, I think if, if I had to do it over again, that's one thing that I probably would have um, paid a little bit more attention to maybe one of those high yield accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if, if someone's navigating that process up front, I definitely think that's a good idea to do that. That's what I actually did when I purchased my house. 
I went to, um, I was at a sorority meeting and it was a financial planner there. And I was like, let me talk to him. I'm 22. I'm like, I want, I just got my good government job. Like <laughs> I need to learn how to, to save and, you know, for the future. And he actually told me about that. And literally every two weeks, the money just straight went to that account. I forgot about mm-hmm. the account. It was called my buy house um, account because I wanted to buy a house since I was 17. So it was like my buy house account and I just forgot about it. And by the time I was ready to buy, I had thousands of dollars in there. Yeah. I mean, it's really the best. We don't see it. You don't think about it. And you just worry about the budget in your checking account. This is the money that I actually have. All the other money is not my business right now. This might be a um, good one for Rakia. Go forth. What is step one? Should I start saving first or look for programs for assistance? You should definitely save because unless you're a veteran, you're going to have to come to the table with something. 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 So you have, I mean, two um, costs up front is the home inspection. I mean, if you're not doing um, new construction or even if you're doing new construction and you want to get a, um, a home inspector a to come um, look at the house, that's a fee. That's usually between $300 and $400. Um, Also, the appraisal, you have to pay for the appraisal up front. Mm -hmm. That's between like five and $700. So, and you don't want to be house poor. So you definitely, you got to buy furniture. Because Mm -hmm. you have to buy lots of things. This is what I'm yes. learning right now. There are many things that you have to buy. That's why I say I love that the people, I got so much positive feedback on that empty living room because it will probably empty for <laughs> some months. It will be empty. Y'all it's love a gorgeous, that empty. It's a gorgeous empty living empty room. Empty living room and empty kitchen. It won't be nothing downstairs for months. Okay? God, God bless you. you. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I had to <laughs> No, I mean, it takes time. Like, I didn't want to be house poor. I knew I needed a couch because mm-hmm. literally... Um, I had a futon and two, I bought my house. Like every apartment had a futon because I'm saying this is not permanent. That was in my head. Mm-hmm. This is not a permanent situation. Yes. So I'm not going to let my mm-hmm. house look. My house was like the, ba- I mean, I was 20. I was, I was in my early 20s. So it looked super basic. I didn't buy anything cute, like nothing. I didn't spruce up the place. I wasn't proud of my apartment, but I'm proud of my house. Mm-hmm. So it was that was the difference for me. Um, Lanisha asks, uh, she, I, she says, I've been going back and forth about buying property while I'm single versus renting. I'm planning to move in a few months, and this will be my first place just by myself. And I guess I'd like your opinions on whether you think it is uh, it's, it's worth. Wait, I don't know. There's a little typo here. But I'm guessing she means um, if it's her first place, should she rent or should she buy? So this is how I look at it. You don't ever know when you're going to get married unless you got a, uh, you're a genie or you got a crystal ball. <laughs> Why are we waiting on someone else to give us a ring so we can buy a house? Like that's mm-hmm. no. I look at it like this. You can use that house as a rental property eventually. Yep. So if you buy a house and say you get married, because this has happened to a lot of um uh, people that I've dealt with, like in their 30s or 40s, they, they'll get married and their first house becomes their first rental income. So why not have that? And then when you and Boo get together and decide <laughs> to buy something together, you get something bigger. 
but you have it on your own. Like mm-hmm. I'm big on like, no, why are we yeah. waiting? I'm not waiting yeah, yeah. on you anyone. You don't have to wait for anything. Yeah. No, no maybe that nigga move in your house. You never know. Right. <laughs> you don't always want that either, but. No, yeah. you know, but you know, <laughs> but you know, things happen. Things happen. I, just, <laughs> I feel like relationships are value adds, right? So it's like, you know, it, it's not that you have to wait for any, anybody to clear you. You don't need nobody's permission. This is something um, that, you know, if you want it, you should get it and you don't need a partner to have it. Yep. It is something that you can absolutely manage as a single person. So I just finished reading in the meantime. Um, I've been reading it for like a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of it, it was just talking about how you're not working on yourself for someone else. You're working yes. on yourself for you. For you. So yeah. you're buying a house for you, for your accomplishments. You're not really doing this for anyone else. So... Yeah, I think that, that that's Agreed. awesome advice. I wanted to make sure I read that question because I was like, girl, no, go get your house. What? No, we're not waiting on anyone. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. I mean, I think, and it also depends on where you live, the like, you know, cost of living in your area. I, when I think about how much money I've spent over the years in rent, I could have had three houses by now. Um, so if you are in oh. a position, <laughs> if you are in a position where you can save and your first time living on your own is buying, I think that's a huge blessing. And if mm-hmm. you're able to do it, I say you should go for it. And that's when you have a, a housewarming, not when you oh, rent. Yes. That's but that's said. another we conversation. Have, y'all be warming. Y'all be, <laughs> the girls have been, they've been warming up these apartments. Chapter. It drives me crazy. <laughs> I'm not coming to your house. Did you buy that apartment? I'm not coming. <laughs> Okay, here's one. How does one take out a mortgage when one might also have student loans to pay down? Girl, who don't have student? I don't know people who have mortgages who don't have student loan debt to pay down. Um, I but this is something I think that a lot of people don't don't. Your student loans do not keep you from getting a house. Um, it is actually better for you. This is one of the things that I learned early on. But having uh, um, owning owning a home is better for you in terms of your taxes. If you have a small business owner like me, and it it is these are this building this equity, owning your property versus renting your property is actually better for you financially, um, and it positions you better to be able to to pay your student loans back. Um, so, and it it does not, yeah, it doesn't hold you back at all. And I know several people who have actually purchased homes and either refinanced or sold their homes and um, paid off their student loans. So mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I kind of got into real estate or kind of like was really like I'm buying my house early. I remember being on the Metro on my way to Newton's and Company that I used to work at when I was 17. <laughs> Go ahead. And I, and I used to read the little Essence magazine on, 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 the, uh, on the train. And I was reading an article about this black woman who was a realtor mm-hmm. in Atlanta. And she bought her first house, sold her house, and paid off her student loan. I said, that's going to be me. Because I knew at 17 I was going to have loans. I knew. <laughs> I knew I was, like, it was like that summer going into college. And I was like, I know I'm going to have student loans and I don't want them. So if I can get into real estate, buy early, refinance, or sell it and pay these student loans off, that's my goal. And it's funny because I actually paid off my student loans in 2018. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because of real estate. And people were like, why do you still have your good government job? I'm like, because I want to be as debt-free as possible. Mm-hmm. So, like, I got my cars, and then I have my house. And I got one credit card. Yes. 
This is what we love to hear. Oh, I love to hear it. Um, we got a question here from Hustle Home Girl. She says, um, I think I'm gonna like add to this question a little bit because I think we've talked about it. But um, in terms of non-negotiables, can you really have the house that you want? People who have like extremely long wish lists, like myself, you know, I want this, I want this, I want a garage, I want off-street parking and a gas stove. I want like I want stainless steel appliances. I want hardwood floors. Like, can you actually have all of that? Um, and or do those places exist? Or if not, like, what are some of the things? Like, is there like a ratio? Should if if I have like uh, if I have a list of 10 things, uh, you know, what's the, what's, what's the deal breaker? Like if the, does it need to have at least eight of the 10 things or can it have five of the 10 things? <laughs> so how I look at non-negotiables is several different ways. Like you definitely have your people who have champagne taste and a beer budget. Mm-hmm. Um, people have to be very realistic. Like you have to be very realistic of the reason why they are approving you for this amount of money is because your debt to income. If your debt to income is over a certain amount, which um, usually if it's over 45%, Mm -hmm. then that's not good. Like that's pretty much saying that your debt is just too much. It's too much. I don't even know what to say. Like, is this too much? Right, and they're they're trying to help you stay on budget, boo. Yeah. And the thing about it, the debt to income is not taken into a, you know, it's not taken into account like your budget for food, your budget for like a lot of different. Right, and it's off your growth, not what you net. Not what you actually bring home in a check. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I look at it like this: if you're young. 20s 30s even 40s this is probably your first house like i remember when my grandmother came to my house and because i live on i have a three-level townhouse and she came in on the first level and she was like baby how you gonna um live here when you my age i said grandma Mm-hmm. I live here when I'm in my 80s. Like, my no. grandfather said the same thing. He was like, like, all no. those stairs. <laughs> like, I will be out of here before my knees go out. Bye. Exactly. <laughs> like, this, is, this will be my first rental. Well, it won't be my first rental property, probably, but um, unless somebody's going to put a ring on it in the next six months. But um, <laughs> it is it's my starter home. So will you get everything in your starter home? Absolutely not. Like, if your budget only accounts for this, Mm-hmm. And that's when some people, I'm like, you want to head down the water? We're going to head down the water. <laughs> All the I way down. You, I can get you what you want down water, but I can get you what you want here. Like I had one client that wanted it to be like in Howard or Anne Arundel. We went to Baltimore and we were able to find what she wanted. Like I can't help you, but I, you have to help you. You have right. to produce your debt or you got to make more income. One mm, of the right. two, like you're going to get right. what the DMV can provide for you. My non-negotiables, because she asked, I really wanted a new construction because I was very, uh, you know, I'm that's just me. I like nice new things. Um, safety was a huge concern for me because, as you know, it's just me and Maurice Greenleaf in here. Uh, and I just did not want to be, you know, dealing with any of that. Um, living in an apartment from, for a long time, I actually didn't want like a big old secluded house. I needed to be around people such mm-hmm. that if anybody tried to, you know, bust my window out, I can scream and get some people aware that I'm in danger. 
Um, so I wanted to live in a community like, like, so a condo townhouse was like what I was thinking about more so than a standalone house. And other things that I really, really wanted, and this is, a, I'm going to share this one because this is where I had to compromise. Now, I don't believe in electric stove. Howsoever, I had to make a compromise because the home that I'm in now literally met all of my other requirements. So I had to give a little when it mm -hmm. came to uh, gas or electric. So I have a glass top. I will be having Jade on this jack so she can help me to navigate, you know, how to cook on this gas stove. I've never really, you know, I'm used to yeah. the fire. I need the flames, but yeah, I'm, I will learn how to deal. The electric um, is, is stressful, but we'll work through it. It's very stressful. It's very stressful, but we're going to make our way through. But yeah, there you are shall. certain things like, and you know, I wanted to be closer to work. I'm a little bit further out, but it's still, you know, it may be like 10 minutes more than my, my current commute. It's not an hour. So there were certain things I was able to, you know, massage around my non-negotiables, um, but certain things I was not willing to. So I was not, I, safety was not something I was not going, that I was going to compromise on. Um, and certain, and, and comfort when it came to certain things. So when I meant safety, I meant like, it was really important to me to have off-street parking. So if I'm coming home any old time of the night, I don't want to have to be walking through the streets to get to mm -hmm. my home or outside trying to manage keys because I know that I can be clumsy and sometimes, you know, uh, you know, just unaware. <laughs> Somebody could be walking up behind me and I just wouldn't know. But now I drive into the garage and close it. Okay. Yes. So you got to be Spider-Man to catch me. But either way, <laughs> um, either way, we got it. Um, we got it under control. Jay, give me another one. Let's see. Okay. That's what I was looking through to see if these are things you've already, the process of escrow, Woo. how stressful it can and cannot be. I think, that well, is, that's from Safisha. Yeah, so I'll say what I know about it, and then Rakia can tell me whether or not I'm wrong. I didn't understand escrow until, like, I got really close to it, the end of it. But what I understand now, it's really a gift, right? So what happens is it's like I'm making the – it's like I make my payment, and there's a, there's padding in my loan for my property taxes. So it's like there's the, the money that's being set aside – uh, for me and then you know the bank just takes care of my property taxes for me because that's what that escrow account is set up for it's like the money just gets moved over and it's just the the taxes are paid out of that account so to me it's not stressful I thought it was like when I when I I think this is as far as I'm understanding it right now and I could be totally wrong I saw it as like a gift it was like oh bet like I don't got to worry about whether or not I'm gonna be you know forget to pay my property taxes the property taxes are always already just set up out of this account mm -hmm. and the people just pay it on my behalf mm -hmm. so am i right or did i completely not understand that escrow because i don't know where that person is from like in california Brooklyn. i know they say uh, i'm not sure how they are in, in new york either mm -hmm. but in i know for sure in california they're saying they're in escrow so in escrow in maryland means you're under contract Okay. So that's kind of how I interpreted the question. Mm -hmm. I'm not oh, sure if that's how. No, because we call it an escrow account. So okay. what you're talking about is what we talked about is that escrow account yeah. that you that money goes into to pay your taxes and your insurance. But going in escrow, in in if, if I'm um, um, thinking what they're saying, um, is basically going under contract. Okay. So that can be super stressful. I mean, her, you know, kid situation was definitely stressful because. 
NACA definitely ghosted. And I actually told someone asked me about NACA. And I yeah, was we like, got they some NACA ones in here too. They get, and they, I said they ghosted my client. So it's so funny that you said ghosted because I, I definitely said that. I'm like, they just, they just stopped oh, responding. That's true. And honestly, the, the loan officer, when I got set up at the bank, the loan officer was like, I just closed. Like he was like, I closed three people last week and two of them had also been ghosted by NACA. Uh, he okay. was like, so he was like, don't feel like he's like, you haven't done. He had to like kind of talk me off the ledge. He was like, you haven't done anything wrong. You have done all of the right things. You are a client. You are an ideal candidate. Like this is not about you not being ready. This is just, you know, he said, I think that, um, uh, he said that it, it was a volume thing. It seems like, you know, NACA just has so many people that people just fall through the cracks. And, and it seems like most more more people fall through the cracks than not. So there are people who have used the NACA program and gotten what they needed from it. And it has just been an amazing experience. And I say, you know, that's amazing and great. It just didn't work out for me and my timeline. Um, and it was disappointing because I really had spent a lot of time. Like, you know, you have to go to these people and pay your dues and meet with them. So it was disappointing for it not to work out. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, for those, the people that it works out for, I think it, it can potentially be a really ideal situation, but you just never know how it's going to shake out. And it's really <laughs> dependent on your counselor. Like just with anything, if you get a great counselor, um, then of course it's going to work out differently than you get someone who's just not responsive at all. How, How did, did you all find each other? How, How did, did you find Rakia? Rakia? Um, my friend Gerard, uh, you, uh, worked with Rakia and purchased his house. I think he purchased in 2018, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and, um, when he purchased and closed, you know, I was telling him that it was something, this was still when I was still very like, not sure, just kind of whispering to, to, to a few people here and there, like, you know, I'm thinking about buying. I don't really know if I can. I don't have any money. Please write that down. I'm broke. But, but um, you know, he was like, you know, I'm going to give you my, um, my agent's information. She was dope. And he just connected us. And it was, I know that some people had, had like vetted uh realtors but i just connected to rakia very instantly maybe maybe it's because we have you know our names are different by one letter but <laughs> uh uh i don't know and and but there was just an instant connection she made me feel very comfortable she's clearly very knowledgeable and i i knew that she would i knew that she would advocate for me like well, i wish you were here i wish you could yeah. sell me a house in brooklyn i'm like Shit. i have people in brooklyn i actually i have agents everywhere because okay. i get referral business and then i mm -hmm. refer business out um, cause I want to make sure people are taken care of and okay. I don't like when people just go to anyone. All right. We're going to talk off <laughs> camera and we're going to talk off okay. camera. We're going to get that done. Well, right. we have that. We have, we have a million here. We have yeah. so many. I think you can ask one more and I'll ask one more. Okay. Let's see. That last one was what? Um, all right. So just basically, I'm, you, I know you've covered it a little bit, but, um, if somebody were to be in like in Kia's situation and they're like, I think I'm ready to just figure this out. Where would they begin? Like layman's terms. Do I find a house first or do I find an agent first or do I need to get some money for like, tell me what to do. So the first thing I would say would, would be if you're in the DMV to contact me. <laughs> if you're not in the DMV, you can still contact me and I can refer you to a great agent. I, um, so, you know, I work for Keller Williams and we have agents all over the world. So, um, the first thing I would say would connect to a realtor. So a lot of people think, 
Well, some people will go to a lender, but the reason why I say go to a realtor, because you want to know who you need to contact. So a lot of people are like, well, I, I bank with this person. Let me go to this bank. My very first client went to her local bank, but it was in DC. And I don't, I don't want to say they discriminated against her, but they did not help her at all. Mm -hmm. Um, and I referred her to my um, lender and my lender. I mean, and she had like an 800 credit score. So it's not like she was like struggling. She had 800 money in the bank. She was Mm -hmm. like a perfect, perfect person. Um, so it was just weird that they just gave, they didn't give her the good service. Mm -hmm. So I always would say to connect with a realtor first, because their job is to connect you to people who will be able to help you and assist you because everyone's situation is different. So if you want to look in DC, I have a lender to help you specifically in DC because DC and Maryland are two total different Mm -hmm. markets. So I would definitely say talk to a realtor first. And then what I usually, I talked about all the time having this financial plan, like what is your credit score? What is your savings? Like what is your debt to income? So it's never too early to talk to it, um, to a lender be, or a realtor because you want to develop this plan. Mm-hmm. And you want to know how much house you can afford. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, it's easy to get up here and be like, I'm in love with this half a million dollar house and you just cannot afford that. So you can set your sights. Right, because they have these websites and I did it. Trust mm-hmm. me, I did it. You had these websites and you go in and you say, well, I make this amount. Um, and this is my debt, how much mm-hmm. can I afford? But it doesn't take into effect, um, into account, I'm sorry, you, the taxes and insurance on the house. It, right. And it'll give you this payment. And we're like, oh, for this amount, I'm like, mm-mm. So usually <laughs> I don't even ask people how much house you want. How much house, you, what do you want to pay yeah. for? Yeah, so you, you want a $1,500 payment? Okay. You want a 2000 payment? Okay. Um, and some people are just like, I want, three, I want a $300,000 house. Well, what does that look like in a payment? Like, you know, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, well, with, with your credit score and your interest rate, this payment looks like this. And then what? Well, I think I want a $250,000. <laughs> I changed my mind. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, sure. Q, what's your last one? Um, I got a question from Alicia Cheek. Hey, Alicia. She says that we are buying a house soon. Um, her, my question is, what pitfalls did you experience in your journey and how did you overcome them? I will quickly, I, I went over mine, but then I want to ask Rakia, like what some common crazy stories of things that happen in the process for people. I would say for me, one. like uh, NACA was a huge pitfall. <laughs> um, them ghosting me. Um, and, and, and I don't know, just I think the lack of communication was very, really disheartening. Um, and I think because I felt like I was in a relationship with them, I, I feel like they set me up. They promised me if I did these things, I would have these things. And then they went, they disappeared. So that was very, that was very discouraging and traumatic. Honestly, I think I have trust issues because of that. But um, another, uh, but I, I know that, you know, I think timing and things, things can change so quickly. Uh, and that's one of the major lessons I learned throughout this whole experience one it's literally here today and gone tomorrow like something in the real estate anything could change it could be the house that you love could be on the market one day and off the market another day um i was talking to a friend yesterday actually who's navigating a process 
um, I think in some parts of Atlanta. And he was telling me how he was under contract and moving toward, you know, his loan process and almost to the face of underwriting. And something came up on his credit score that that just appeared out of thin air. It wasn't there before, but it was there now. It was like a delinquent payment from years ago, an old doctor's appointment or something. And they they reported him to the credit bureaus and literally like dropped his credit score like 50 something points oh in one God. night. Um, so like those kinds of things happen. Um, and I think overcoming them is just about, for me, taking the pressure off of like, you know, it's not personal to me. Everyone who's buying a house deals with some level of drama and trauma. There's always something, some sort of, some sort of hiccup. I don't know anyone. And I think, thankfully I have lots of friends and, and, um, loved ones who have, you know, who have homes. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's something that I've been wanting to do for a long time, but I don't know anybody who owns a home who was able to just kind of like show up, pick a house and sign the papers. And it was there. Everybody has some sort of drama at some point. So I think overcoming the stress, um, what helped me was it's like, you know, it, it, it always like these things happen to everyone. It's not just you. I think, you know, having support system around you and having someone who's committed to helping you strategize and think through the next steps uh, what was really what made the difference for me. So like when things fell apart for me, I was able to jump on the phone and let Rakia know what was going on. And she was, we were able to work toward building strategies for what do we do now? Rakia never said, that's it sis like she never she never would let me give up she would never like and even when I was just like dang even when I was defeated she was never like it's not over we will get through it so having those kinds of that those kinds of supports in place um and having a team around me and people who were were just as committed to me getting this house as I was was really made the difference for me so Rakia Give us some quick examples. I know that you do this every day, all day long. What are some scary, nightmare, horror stories that have happened to some people that you have worked with? Okay. So I've, uh, I've helped over 100 people. So I, I think I, I have one case of, like, they contacted me on a Thursday, went out on a Saturday, was under contract on Sunday, and 30 days they were in the house. No hiccups at all. Um, one case. um but one of the biggest things that i've had an issue last year people change their jobs so Mm. that's a hiccup so there's like do's and don'ts of when you're buying a house one thing is don't change your job or if you Mm. are to change your job because i did have one person change their job let us know in advance and we were able to navigate through that and it was like a job she just could not turn down Mm -hmm. um but if you don't change jobs or if you have to change jobs please let the lender know that you have to change jobs um i had a one situation where they ran their credit card up while they were under contract you Mm -hmm. don't want to change your credit profile at all once you are pre-approved don't do anything with your credit literally get some cash out and have that in an envelope in your drawer if you don't trust yourself put it somewhere but leave there were times where i would leave my debit cards at home because i knew that i would be tempted and there were times where i couldn't go like you know like Mm -hmm. the the girls were going to brunch and i couldn't go because i couldn't afford for any major shifts like that so absolutely yeah so i mean that's the biggest one and then um you 
what I always tell my clients, all we can do is control ourselves, mm-hmm. right? That's the only part of the process we can control. We can't control the lender. We can't control the title company, the seller. We can't control all these different parts. It's so many different moving parts that we have absolutely no control over. So all I say is focus on what you can control and what's Mm. for you won't miss you. If this house is for you, it won't miss you at all. Mm -hmm. And like I've had lenders like call me like, Kia, they about to cut this program and I don't know if they're going to be approved. I said, don't worry, it's for them. They worked hard to buy this house. Don't worry. Take a breath. It's going to be theirs. Just keep, I mean, you can't, like, you got to take yourself out of it and just know it's not going to miss you if it's for you. And it's really that simple. If you lose the house, that house was not for you. Mm-hmm. There will so, be others. It'll be other houses that are for you. And maybe, you know, NACA wasn't for you. That's why NACA right. fell through. If it was for right. you, it would have worked out. Mm-hmm. I actually believe that because, I mean, when I when I started the process with NACA, I did not have, you know, that money in my savings. So I was thinking I needed to rely on NACA. Um, but as we moved through that process, literally from the time I got denied in November to the time where we picked up again in, in like, you know, February, March to pull this loan through. Literally in that time, almost to the dollar, the amount that I needed, I had. So it was almost like, like, it was like, I don't know, I don't want to be deep, but y'all know who I am. It was almost like God was saying, you was relying on NACASIS when I'm the one who got you. So let me handle what I handle. Like, I've never had you out here looking ashy and homeless before. Please (laughs) trust that I am still in control. And I really had to have that moment for myself because I was devastated and I felt dumped and ghosted by NACA because I realized I had put all my eggs in the NACA basket. Mm -hmm. So that's why. And it really like going through the Maryland, the Maryland mortgage program and then offering me the grant and me being able to see, okay, now I have the choice. Um, because I mean, if I didn't have the money in my account, I would have taken the grant, but at a, at a bigger cost, my interest rate would have been higher. My monthly payment would have been higher and the, my overall loan would have been bigger. But the fact that I was able to, um, I even had enough money to have, to have some agency. I didn't, I wasn't pent up against the wall. I really felt like that was God telling me like, sis, NACA was going to get you this far, but in less time, I have given you everything that you need to move forward on what you asked me for. You didn't ask NACA for this house. You asked me for this house. And I told you that you can have it. So I believe that, that um, like you said, I think that's an awesome way to end this. What is for you cannot miss you. And, you know, that really alleviates all the stress and angst around this process. Mm-hmm. It's in, and it's huge because you're making a huge investment, but you're making a huge investment in yourself. So it's it's going to come at some expense, right? You know, those kinds of things don't come free. But at the same time, um, you know, they're always worth it. I mean, even all of the stress and everything, I wouldn't literally change anything about my journey because I learned so much going through um, what I went through. So thank you. So much, Rikia, for joining us yes. at the kitchen table. Duplicate you yourself and put one of you. Put one of you everywhere that black people need to buy a house. <laughs> we will. That's we the will plan. Expand everywhere. 
<laughs> we will certainly be um, leaving your contact information in the description box for the show. We'll let you know when, uh, you know, the episode is live um, and, you know, encourage you to share it. But we're going to share it and it's going to be everywhere. The people are going to be calling your phone. So just yes, be prepared. Um, um, but yes, and I'm sure we have a lot of listeners all over the country. So I'm even people who don't live in the DMV will probably be looking to you for referrals. So yeah, I have, I always talked about, I have a friend in every city now I have an agent in every city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love you. I, I, I will also be calling you. So when I, I, when I, I pop, pop up, up and all these other people are already there, there cause cause I, I mean, just don't, don't act brand new on you. Okay. <laughs> what's, what's your area code? 718. 718. <laughs> okay, I guess. <laughs> Thank you, Rakia. Thank you, Rakia. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. All right. It's time to wrap it on up and close it on out with our rounds of petty. Um... Let off these rounds of petty, empty the clip. Uh, so yeah, I just, I just would like to say that um, there are people who I don't know if it's just like we're all suffering from the Molly effect on Insecure. Like you know, we're all just you know being inundated with you know different things in our lives and it's, it's sometimes we can lose objectivity um mm-hmm. but i feel like i know the pressure is on a lot of us for various reasons we're all navigating um different challenges of life right we're all dealing with different circumstances different moving parts nobody ever ever thought that we would be in this quarantine situation in 2020 I mean, major life events have been canceled, graduations, uh, Mm -hmm. weddings, um, you know, people are giving birth under different circumstances. People are having to bury their lost loved ones under different circumstances. We are all dealing with Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff, right? Yeah. So I think that that is, um, you know, one of the things that I try to keep at the forefront of my mind. But at the same time, um, I am... I am I I'm struggling um by though you know in dealing with different relationships in my own life where folks are like lashing out um because of their own stuff and projecting their own issues. So my petty peeve is not really petty, but I just want to just like admonish us all to just kind of uh literally worry about ourselves in new ways, right? <laughs> like so worry about yourself, focus on yourself and consider uh, the ways in which your behaviors may or may not be impacting the people you find yourself in relationship with. I am, I've been dealing with, I think, you know, you deal with a lot of people going through a lot of things. And I, a lot of times I've been having to tell myself like, okay, you know, he must be stressed about this or she must be stressed about that. And this is just a byproduct of that processing experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been trying to kind of, you know, manage that for myself but it's getting harder <laughs> it's getting harder and harder because I think we're all just strained and our relationships are strained and individually we feel strained so I don't even know if this is a petty peeve but it was just on my heart to say like it's only but so many times people are going to extend grace <laughs> and we're not going to be out here tolerating you know passive aggression 
Uh, we're not mm-hmm. gonna be out here tolerating tolerating back backhanded compliments. We're not gonna be out here tolerating you and your bad nerves. Um, if you need a moment, I think you need to learn how to ask for it instead of trudging through whatever your feelings are and then running the risk of taking whatever you dealing with out on the next person. Mm. A word. Okay. A word. It just is on my heart to say, um, um, I'm learning and growing in my own self and I'm doing the best I can to extend as much grace as possible, but I feel my grace meter running low. I don't know how much grace I'm going to be able to continue to extend before I have to get the girls told. Uh, so y'all pray for me. Okay. Let's get, so I can, cause I appreciate grace. I know the people have been extending me grace. So maybe I need to pray for more grace, but I'm tired. <laughs> So I'm strum my pain with I am tired of you know or having to walk around on eggshells and, and feeling like people need to walk on on eggshells around me. I think there's just this tenor in the air. Everyone is just like, uh, right? Because we've been all cooped up and dealing with this for so long. But I know that this is a petty peeve that's all over the place. But it it, it ultimately uh, it is very it is very streamlined. Um, makes all no, sense. I'm just ultimately I just want us all to just do what we need to do to take care of ourselves so so we don't have to 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 leak and bleed on people who didn't cut us. <laughs> Sing my life with your words. <laughs> That's all I got to say. My petty peeve is super petty. <laughs> well, go ahead. It's for that little hidden pipe in your throat that shows up on no x-ray or anywhere anywhere but we know that it exists because why when you swallow wrong you just know it's getting ready to hit that one that little magical pipe that just pops up and my petty peeve is for that little teeny imaginary pipe that all of the wrong things go down that cause you to choke and cough for hours on end that's it. Very petty. <laughs> awesome. Well, congrats. I choked on my spit before we started recording and I couldn't get it together. All right. Well, I'm glad that you're alive and well. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Getting Grown. We recognize that these uh, graduation announcement episodes literally uh, double the size of our average episodes, but we appreciate your patience. We know that every... Yes. every I, I really, we really believe that every graduate deserves to have his or her name acknowledged uh their name read and their work acknowledged in some way so we're committed to doing them thanks to our editor ty who helps us with the timestamps, so that for those of y'all who don't want to hear it y'all can just scoot on past them um but yeah thank you guys for listening thanks um for everything thanks to rakia yes for um joining us at the kitchen table today um and thanks to you all for your warm and well wishes on uh, the purchase of my home. Um, thanks for sending in your questions. I hope that we've been able to address them. Um, and hopefully the resources that we'll leave in the description box will be helpful to you. Absolutely. In the meantime and in between time, Absolutely. make sure you're hitting those knuckles, those ankles, those knees, <laughs> everything in between. Correct. Uh, drink all of your water and mind Every bit of your own business, why sis? Because your black will crack if it's dry. Bye. Goodbye. (laughs) Ben and Jerry's three new non-dairy frozen desserts are a new twist on vegan euphoria. 
The Ben and Jerry's flavor gurus have taken a big leap this time. Their three new non-dairy flavors are made with sunflower butter, and they're the perfect sweet treat for vegans, vegetarians, and everyone in between. Check out the Ben and Jerry's sunflower butter lineup and the whole non-dairy family at benjerry.com. That's B-E-N-J-E-R-R-Y.com.